Welcome to Warhammer, the grim world of perilous adventure. We present The Enemy Within, the classic campaign from Games Workshop for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. While the time of Sigmar has passed into legend, and the orcish hordes are still held in check, a new threat has emerged within the Empire. But this threat is far more menacing, because instead of a direct confrontation, it is an unseen force creeping through the cracks of the human spirit, turning one incorruptible soul at a time towards its insidious plane. Join a motley group of inexperienced fortune seekers as they embark on an adventure for fame and personal gain. But this journey will bring them face to face with the denizens lurking just beneath the surface of the old world. Will they be able to pry off the mask that obscures the truth? Or will their inevitable descent into death and madness be too quick, leaving the true story untold? Join us as we begin The Enemy Within. <laughs> that fate point's not coming back. No, it's not. But that's okay. You, you, we're getting down to the end here. And I, I was totally like a fate point I didn't have to spend. I could have just like not... Gone in the building um, by we were, yourself. We were talking about it afterwards, and I was like, you know, if I was him, I never would have gone in there. <laughs> no, I was kind of, I was thinking about that whole sequence of events before the, before the um, session, and I thought, they're Baltimore come back. Nice. All right, I'm gonna have to turn that off. Um, I was thinking Game's that over. I was thinking that uh, you guys were probably going to see that, like once. Uh, Brutus was going to go on his own, that it was kind of dangerous, and you'd probably abandon the plan. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. We have to commit to the plan. I wasn't yeah. sure, you know, so anyway. Uh, but what was interesting was you guys didn't really talk about it. I figured there'd be this whole discussion. Well, half it. of our party was on the roof, and Brutus just kind of, you just kind of equivocally said, like they were saying, you were saying, no, I want to bring Nigel with me, and they were like, no, you can't bring him, and he was like, okay. And after that, I was like, all right, he wants to go by himself. Right. Well, I didn't want to, like, give up the lead, right? Right. Well, you were on a mission. Stay the course. It was all, well, it, it did, it, I mean, you spent a fate point to confirm that the guy who we thought was the bad guy really is. Uh, right. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was completely fruitless. Uh, true. And... Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, there was some discussion, but the, the thing was, he wasn't really holding back because he thought that you were going to die. Anyway. Right, obviously. So, anyway. You didn't account for I will tell you all my secret plans before I kill you. Yeah, evil overlord. You couldn't have grabbed a lot of his hair while you were in there, though. Oh, does that help you with uh, one of your spells or something? Yeah, it does. Alright. Okay, so you're going to summarize away? Oh, yeah, is it recording? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we started off, we were, last week we were on our way to finishing up the meeting. I don't remember what else happened. Uh, we were in Lorinderell's house to start last time. Right, and so we I had, we, the place. we had from there, it's like the morning, we had the scheduled meeting with uh, Anastasia. uh, Anastasia's, like, friends or boss or whatever right. in, in, the, in the cult. 
uh, we set up this like meeting. We think we set up this plan where Trix and uh, Zed would be on the roof to like support me, support me and Nigel. I'm a, nice how you said that was a plan. <laughs> we certainly planned to do that. <laughs> it's more like we arrived and Trix is like to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the least danger at? <laughs> right, at this point. something I can hide behind. <laughs> so anyways, we, we, uh, so it ends up being Brutus and Nigel go uh, and meet with these guards, and we've learned that they're like mercenaries, and they say, I, uh, Brutus post, poses as Castor, and they say, only Castor can them down, and Castor tries to convince and that Nigel is, like, important, but they're like, no. And so Castor ends up going down by himself. Uh, they... You mean Brutus. Yeah, well, Brut- Brutus, Brutus slash Castor. Brutus right. slash Castor. So he gets taken down to a room inside the building, and he gets interrogated, and they realize that he's not really Castor, like, from the get-go, and they, like, uh, they tie him up, they manacle him, and they take him to through the sewers for like half an hour. They go into another room where they meet this man, which they call the master. Uh, he try, he wants to know what who cast who Brutus really is. Brutus explains that he's Castor's twin brother and that he was trying to pose at him to like find out what happened to Castor. And he made like a really difficult uh, fellowship tests, if I recall. Yeah. I, I made a really difficult fellowship test. No, so, I, did, I ended up not getting, like, tortured for more information. I think that was Yeah, he actually believed you, and the torturing wasn't necessary. Yeah, he, he like, showed me, he showed me a lot, yeah. all this, like, torture. So tools, like, here's all the stuff I was going to use. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the, here's the, uh, you know, D3 plus 3 insanity points that you didn't get. <laughs> so, so, Brutus tries to say, Brutus is trying to, like, say, or, I was saying, like, just let me into your organization. I'll be like, I can do good things for yourself. And he's like, nah, I don't think you're of the uh, mind to be in our organization. So, I don't uh, think you're Zeech material. <laughs> and, and then he's like, see, you'd be working for this. And he like show, and he like takes off his face, and or his face just shifts into like a skull with like glowing red eyes. And and Brutus like freaks out and gets insanity points and stuff. I think he got like two insanity points. And then he eventually gets, and uh, the master orders his henchmen to like kill Castor, but Castor somehow miraculously survives that after getting his throat slit and uh, thrown into the sewers. He miraculously survives that. He wades his way to the end of the sewers and back to the. By the way, all all of those wounds are infected. No, they probably are. They probably should be. You have resist disease, so I'll say it was an easy resist disease check, and since you have the skill. You, uh, uh, yeah, I make it. It's pretty easy for you. Okay, so he makes it to the docks. Meanwhile, ever, ever, ever the rest of the group is like, "What's going on?" Like, they they just like run out of time, and they just like decide to break in and see what's going on. And they find Brutus's axe and like his dagger, I believe. And then they realize that he was taken to the sewers, and they give up. They go back to the docks. Let's see. 
and they decide that Brutus probably told them where they are, so they move the boat out <laughs> to the river. And meanwhile, Brutus is like there, and he's like waving at, uh, waving at them to get back, and he can't talk because his throat has been slit. <laughs> so once he gets on the boat, he gets healed up and explains to him what really happened. Uh, next, I believe Nigel learns from what's his name that the forum is happening in a couple hours. Oh, you forgot something important. Everybody the warp stone. Oh yeah, the warp stone. Yeah, the, we find in the boat that the warp stone was missing, and uh, there was a note left from the Celestial College, and Nigel goes there to confirm that they in fact took the warp stone. And the Celestial College determined that they were just going to uh, put it up in a box and just like sink it in the right. sea. And then Nigel also learns that the uh, the forum or the election or whatever it's called is uh, going to happen in a couple hours. So we all, after Brutus gets healed up a little bit, we head to the Temple of Ulrich. And uh, yeah, that's right. What do we do there? Oh yeah, we found out who the master is based on like what Brutus like learned like from talking to him, right? Like what he looked like and things like that. We did, yeah, based so on like, with our and, stuff. and we determine it's it's pretty much there's no question uh, about it now. We know who he's posing as. What did it, what did we who did we say he was posing as? Sure, right Al Ulrich. Oh, oh yeah, that's what that's what it says. There's a temple of Ulrich, and there's an owl Ulrich. Is that yeah. the owl Ulrich is sort Alric of the title is of the, the guy. It's the oh, head of the okay. temple, right? The temple of Ulrich is just okay. Yeah, so there. so we're trying to stop this plot to assassinate Wolfgang von something. I can't read my name. Uh, it's also it's Franz. I don't think he has a von oh, yeah, in his name. Yeah, it's worth on Wolfgang. And so Trax goes to help Father, or Trax goes goes to get Father Rothschild, and uh, Nigel goes to get. Uh, Pyronius's help to prevent the assassination. We go to, we go to the uh, election. We realize a few people haven't shown up yet. Uh, Trax goes meets with the grand theologian before the meeting begins and talks with him a little bit. Uh, Father Rashan reveals that he has a good vision. He's like, this is this is gonna be fine. Nothing bad is gonna happen. So we like realize something really bad. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, said he had a he said he had a, a good vision of uh, what was going to happen to you guys. Yeah, and he was going to tell you all about it, but I guess he didn't right. get to that. Well, that's too bad for him. It's we all knew long. that that was pretty much the end. When <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> Father Rob should have it. Like, it's like hell's freezing over here. Yeah, but, you only have that when you're about to die. <laughs> yeah, do, do you remember? Uh, do you remember his previous vision where uh, he said? That uh, the demon told him he was going to be a martyr. That was a long time ago. I don't remember. Uh, I never really paid that much attention to his vision. Ah, well. Anyways, uh, so kind of explained <laughs> about the cult of Zeech and about uh, priest Ulrich to the Grand Theologian, but uh, he doesn't really like take it that seriously. And I mean, he kind of takes it a little seriously, but not enough to like act on. And so the. The election begins, there's a trumpet blast, and... Al Ulrich never shows up. Yeah, Wolfgang Franz makes his appearance, 
shortly after the voting begins, after a few yes votes, uh, Father Rashan emphatically is like, no, there's no way I'm voting for this guy. Uh, Wolfgang is visibly upset, and he pleads with the, the Father Rashan, uh, but Father Rashan's like, get the fuck away from me. It's not going to happen. And then Wolfgang, then Wolfgang's head pops off, and, and oh my god, tentacle monster insanity, is what I wrote down in capital letters. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then this tentacle monster that was Wolfgang's body, like, I think he kills, uh, Father Rashan, like, right away, and everyone else, and this thing was just so ghastly that everyone, like, failed their fear test and just, like, booked the hell out of there, except maybe Triax. Well, a few people didn't, but they would just, they were just trampled by the people who were. Yeah, so Triax, I wrote that Triax keeps his head and engages him. Uh, a few others. You can make your test and still decide that running yeah, away absolutely. is the best option. <laughs> yes. No. Well, I'd say some of the guards might have like rushed to the defense of you know Father Rufshan or you guys and the high priest, but you know it was they were up at back walls and there was a sea of people running away. Yeah. So after the the battle ended and we killed the beast eventually, uh, Triax like starts to feel a little bit different after that. Uh, he gets his, like, corruption. And Brutus starts to feel a little bit different, too. Oh, he gets I, a little bit more insane. Can work up your insanity? I totally spaced on that. What? Uh, two my, insanities, right? Yeah, two your two minor Narcissism insanities. and Narcissism headaches. headaches. Right. I, I, will, I will get to that. All right, now is the end of the session. Um, Guess what? You have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your head starts to hurt. Great. Uh, yeah, but you know, kind of like Zeds, it'll get worse as you continue to get more insanity points. Do I get like? So I'm not going to give you any game effects immediately. You, uh, you, you have you have a headache. How much experience do I get? Um, I'll give you I'll give you thirty for the excellent summary. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Uh, and you guys got fifty for the last session. Why we do things for experience? Yes. No other reason. <laughs> okay. So we're like wars for experience. Not really true. My experience <laughs> doesn't really do me anything. Somewhere we got off. Does it? Between the it journal. Doesn't, it doesn't. You don't have anything you should advance. I I don't. Well, that's the time to change careers. This is section thirty-two in the journal. I have to advance stuff to get to my next career that I don't really want to bother just, advancing with. No, just, my next career. Just go to another basic career. I thought about doing that. Well, you can go to any basic career. I'm sure there's some skill in the game you don't have that you'd like to have. Uh, Are you missing, like, the date or something? Yeah. I know Alan doesn't believe in keeping track of the date. Uh, uh, Let's see, yeah... I so what day is it? <laughs> I, I believe the last session took one day. Well, we well we we arrived on the thirty third oh of Sigmar's site, right? He didn't just catch another touchdown, did he? Yes, he did. Oh, lovely. Is there twenty seconds left in the game? Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> I'm going to lose it this week. Wow. That's like twenty four points, <laughs> maybe twenty five points or something like that. Yeah, That's going to be hard to recover from. Uh, down by. Five. God, God damn. That's, that's game over. 
I was talking about Jeff's fantasy. Oh, the fantasy. Of course. Far more important. Way more important. Yeah, I don't really. Atlanta, Baltimore. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what day is it? You can go back a few. Yeah, when's the last time it was marked? I definitely. I feel like each session's been about one day for the last two or three sessions. It was 40 yards. Crap. Bonus point. 12 points in one play. So right All right, so three. Jeff wrote down Summersite 3. Let's see, that was the day... Uh, yeah, that was... This, this, all that happened on the same day. Right. So it's still the third. All right, then. Okay, so the the guards come down the stairs and they check to see if everyone's all right and see about giving any first aid to Father Roshan, but mm. it's a, it's a hopeless case there. Uh, and the the grand theologian comes up to you guys and he says, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I think I think you may have saved my life." If only you took our warning more seriously. It was nothing. Bleed. <laughs> Pouring everywhere. Strange rumbling sounds coming from somewhere inside you. <laughs> um, how, how many uh, wounds do you have? Uh, that would be You're 19. At zero. I'm at zero. You're at zero? Yes. Uh, I have 19 wounds. You have 19 wounds? I do. Wow. Oh, you just got two I just more. got two. That's right. From how did you get two? From the chaos. From the mutation. Oh. oh, it gives you two wounds? Yeah. And it gives you toughness, right? Yep. At the cost of minus 17 fellowship. Uh, Seems like a good trade-off. <laughs> right. And, oh. and the fact that you have a chaos. Wait, so there's... Right. Yes. And, and, and if you die, it becomes a chaotic you. Well, yeah, there's also, if you get hit to the body, there's like a chance you take yeah, extra damage. You take, if it, yeah, if you, hits to the, if you get hit to the body, you have a 20% chance of taking two extra what's, wounds. What does this thing look like? Does it look like Quato or something? No, it's it's internal. You can't see it. It's a like it's a, well, you can, It's like it's like a massive tumor. Yeah, that exactly. sticks out. I mean, it's 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 clearly visible. Way. Yeah, like if somebody if you took off your right. shirt, you would see like a bump on your side. It should look like a mini version of him. I think. <laughs> well, in, internally, maybe I don't know. That's that's the that's something that you guys will will hopefully never see. And it stinks. Yeah, well, it's not. It, all this hasn't quite happened yet. Like it's, you, you, you're, you're, something has begun growing inside of you, and you know, by tomorrow morning, it, it, it may be a little larger. <laughs> uh, what a, I gotta love the tome of corruption. Okay. Um, oh, I did write it down. So the uh, the uh, the grand theologian says to you guys that. Uh, he says, he kind of holds his head for a second. He says, what has happened here? I'm still still wrapping my head around this. I, I thought you said he wasn't a mutant. I, Didn't you say that? I, I did. I think I remember you saying that he wasn't a mutant. There's clearly there's some sort of disconnect here. Because <laughs> yeah, if that wasn't a mutant, I've never seen one. <laughs> he, says, he was not a mutant. I don't understand it. I, uh... The world is, the world is going topsy-turvy, I tell you. I, 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 I can't make heads or tails of... So you should definitely listen to us when we say Al Warwick is, like, a really bad dude, and you should use your power. Yeah, he's not here either. That's troubling. It is troubling. And uh, as you guys are discussing the absence of Al Ulrich, uh, 
a a guard rushes into the building and he's shouting up, "Come, come quickly! There's trouble! There's trouble on the streets!" I'll be right there. Whoa! He slips on a big pool of his own blood. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so who's emperor now? We we don't have an emperor. Well, who's in charge? I I wish I knew. What? That's not an acceptable answer. Yes, the correct answer was I am. <laughs> well, I'm in charge of I'm in charge of the, the temple of Sigmar. Mm, that may make me the most powerful man in Altdorf at this point. I think you should, um, for the good of the Empire, you should assume command until the current crisis blows over. I don't think this is going to blow over so easily, but come, let us let's check on what this what this talk is in the streets. Uh, like a bunch of uh, guards like file around you. We have Zed like he'll. Uh, I'll be there right away. Triax. He gets up and slips back down. <laughs> what now, the, now the pool of blood is like massive. Are you? Ble- you're not bleeding, are you? No. He's at zero. <laughs> right, I understand, but I mean, you're not like gushing more no. blood, right? That you need to be patched up before you die. Um, okay, a couple of guards that help you to your feet and, like, put, uh, well, I guess if they put your arms around their shoulders, they'd be carrying you since you're a dwarf, but, uh, isn't that there? Can't he be here? Uh, not here. Yeah, well, he is, he's not here, so. He's not unconscious. Yeah. He probably just fled in terror. Somehow that's impossible. I think he did. I think he did. It happened, nevertheless. No, he just fled in terror. He's still fleeing. Oh, okay, there you go. Do you not leave his repeating crossbow behind? <laughs> just lying there on the ground. <laughs> just drops all his shit. Some kid picks it up. Oh, cool. um, okay, so you guys are escorted to the to the street, and um, and the uh, the guard fills you in. He says, uh, "There's trouble at the temple. The temple of Ulrich. Uh, the uh, the talk is that uh, the high priest was was killed, perhaps while he was coming here to the forum." One can only hope. Damn it, somebody beat us. That was supposed to be our assassination. The arch, the arch <laughs> movement. We planned so much around that assassination. <laughs> He's so. finally decided to plant the body of the real Alaric. Damn it. So he starts to lead right. you, the high, the high priest, and a contingent of guards who are um, you know, kind of keeping the peace and keeping folks away from you uh, down the street in the direction of the, of the temple of Ulrich. And uh, you guys walk for a couple of blocks, and up ahead is a carriage that's turned over on its side, and there's people milling all over the place, and there's they're shouting and and screaming, and uh, yeah, it's just chaos up there. Uh, okay, I guess we go up. Is there anything distinguishing about the carriage? <laughs> about the carriage, um. Yeah, it uh, it has the emblems of Ulrich on it. Are there any dead bodies visible? Uh, there aren't. What about blood? Uh, no. So you guys get closer and closer, and there's a group of of uh, people who are clearly Ulrich followers, based on their dress, all around the carriage itself, and they have their swords drawn. And they're shouting things like "Death to the Sigmarites!" Things like that, and, and and all of the guards draw their swords, and uh, there's a there's a standoff. Do I recognize any of them? Uh, do you recognize any of them? Why should 
recognize a whole bunch of them if they were in the cult. Right. Um, you know you don't. You okay. don't recognize any of them. Um, I mean, I probably saw like you know there is there is there, 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 there are a couple of people that you do recognize in the crowd, and they were the people who uh, kind of stopped you when you first were heading towards the temple, mm-hmm. and they were. Uh, and uh, Zen kind of pulled out these emblems of Ulrich, and they said, oh, all right, and they let you by. You, you see those people. They're in the crowd. They're not, like, right up front, but you see them back there. Okay. Um, and uh, eventually, you know, the 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 the, uh, the guards are kind of saying, what's going on, and trying to, like, parlay, but there's this sort of space between them as, they're, as they uh, have their have their swords drawn and people have crossbows out and, and things like that and it, it looks like you know a fight could break out at any moment and a couple of Ulrichians drag the body of a large man with them and they kind of pull him up and there is the high priest Al Ulrich and Brutus recognizes uh, recognizes him from seeing him uh, I guess earlier that same day He's clearly dead. His face is just totally white. His his uh, any skin you can see, like on his hands and whatnot, is just totally white. And carved into his forehead, sort of inglorious bastard style, is the symbol of a warhammer. Does he look like he's been dead for a long time? Ah, uh, hmm, not really. I mean, you don't see like he, his skin hasn't turned black and or anything like that. Uh, it does look like his body's a little stiff, like rigor mortis has begun to set in at least. But that's mm-hmm. all you can really tell at this distance. How long does rigor mortis usually take? Mm, let's see, you've probably seen a number of deaths in your in your life. Make an intelligence test. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not sure. How many Ulrich followers are we talking about here? In the crowd? Yeah. Mm, 16, 17, something like that. I have supernumerate. I wanted the exact number. Um, <laughs> 16. 16? Uh, they all have weapons? Mm, yeah, there's a couple that don't, but generally they do. And how many city guardsmen are on the streets? Uh, like within your contingent? Just in general. Uh, well, right here, there's just your guys' group, and there was a, there's a bunch of uh, people who seem to be Sigmar followers who were here that you guys arrived and joined. Um, there was a group of about maybe six of them, and your contingent is about eight. So I guess you guys are numbering 14. Who's in charge of the city watch that's with us? <sighs> you know, I mean, no one's really... No one's with you is in charge of the city watch, no. Okay. Uh, I turn to one of the city watchmen that's standing next to me, uh, and I say, um, this looks serious. Um, you better go back to your headquarters with a message. Tell them to get as many city guards out here as they can. Uh, and if you could have like somebody in authority show up here, too, that would be helpful. <laughs> the, the captain, for example? Sure. Uh, he... Uh, he thinks about it for a second, seems to think it's a good idea, and he, he heads off. All right. Uh, I turn to the guy next to you him. You seem to speak with some authority as you're standing like right next to the Grand Theologian. <laughs> I turn to the guy right next to him and say, just how long do you think it'll take him to get to the city watch and return with reinforcements? Mm. 
10 or 15 minutes. Um, we should do our best to try and clear the area out around the, the carriage. You know, push the crowds back as much as we can. I'll draw a line of my blood. <laughs> and if anyone crosses it, it's war. <laughs> I turn to the Grand Theologian and I say, Can't you, um, you know, tell the crowd to move back or something? I mean, uh, well... You look very imposing and commanding. Just get up on a barrel or something and tell everybody to back off. And to leave the body behind? I'm not talking about the Ulrich people. I'm just talking about the crowds. Ah. He, he, uh... He kind of thinks about it for a second, and he says, um... Mm, I don't... He says, there are, I, I don't trust them. He, like, he, he motions, he points a couple of them to one side who are holding bows, and he says, I, I don't wish to stand on a barrel just now. I, I think this situation could become very dangerous very quickly. Well... So did you see what was carved on his head? It was a warhammer. No, it was a T for Zeech. And even though I can't read, I know that <laughs> it's a T, and I know what the T looks like. Uh, well, I mean, aren't you going to do anything? This is your city. Says, I say, I say, says, look, if you want to get control of this situation, this is your last chance. You have to make a plea for people to move back now, or it will never come again. We're looking at war on the streets of Altor. You've got to try. He, uh... He uh, he kind of motions a couple of guards to stand aside so people can see him, and he says, "Clear the streets! Clear the streets! We, there will be no fighting here." Um, he says, "He he, he uh, people kind of quiet down as he starts talking, and he uh, he kind of shouts at the top of his voice that uh, that uh, the forces of Sigmar are not behind this, and that uh, that they are not to blame." and and this is all some, some evil trick. And people people kind of move aside, uh, but the and the as he's as he's speaking. As he's speaking, one of the uh, Ulrichians who has a crossbow shouts, You are are in cahoots with the the Emperor. You are in cahoots with his son, the mutant. Death to Sigmar! And he shoots at the Grand Theologian. And he misses, but not by much. The uh, the arrow sails just past his head, and uh, a couple of the a couple of the guards take a step forward into this sort of cleared area, and a couple of the uh, Ulrichian guards uh, step forward, and it looks like it's about to come to blows. And uh, the high priest, I will drown the Ulrichians in my blood. <laughs> the, the high priest says. Uh, Return to the temple. There will be no fighting. Return to the temple. And he, he, he points to the guards who are drawing their swords and about to attack. And uh, they, they comply and they pull back. And he says, 
We must retreat. This is this is only only bad will come of this. To the temple. And he and everybody starts to head back. The way they came. Uh, we'll follow. I'll follow. <laughs> uh, I'll get my guards. Uh, I want to remain behind. Okay. Um, Just try and blend into the crowd. Okay, so you kind of move off to the side. As, right, I as... kind of follow them into the crowd and then kind of move off to one side. Okay. Uh, sure. They're, the crowd is kind of all backed, like they're all against the buildings now. So you, you, can, you, know, you can kind of like skirt your way against the buildings. I yeah, guess. I want to see what they do with the body. Okay. Um, and you guys will head back to the Yeah, building. Trax will go with the Frankie-Logen. Okay. Um, if there's any like red brick buildings, he'll blend in with them. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the the Ulrichians uh, take the body and they bring it back toward the temple and they carry it up the stairs. What about the carriage? Um, they uh, was the carriage overturned? Yeah, it was on its side. Oh, but there was, we don't know why. We don't know why. And. Um, I start asking the people around um, as I'm watching this. I start trying to ask them what happened. Did anybody see what happened to the carriage? No, in fact, it seems like when everybody showed up, the carriage was already that way. That's kind of the that's kind of the uh, impression that you get from talking to people. what about like people who are what like people who either live on the street or um, uh, or have businesses? I don't know what's on the street, but uh, they're probably watching from their doorways or whatever. What do they say? Uh, so you uh, you know you don't you don't find anybody who can attest to watching the carriage turn over. But they did hear a crash, and then they came out and looked, and the carriage was on its side. Um, and what did they see? I mean, what were the guards doing? Did they uh, see any, you know... Mm-hmm. They said that uh, people started to gather around, that there was that there were um, Ulrichian guards, you know, who were guarding, who must have been guarding the carriage on its way over. And... Um, I wasn't watching. Sorry, sorry. Um, so the the uh, they they say that the um, guards kind of that there were that there were people there when they came out and that more people kind of gathered around and that's about all they can tell you uh, did any of them see the body or um, see any blood or see anything before they pulled the body out of the carriage no just eventually the body was pulled out of the carriage okay all right so what what happens to the carriage uh, it's eventually righted and do the Ulrich guys do it yeah um, what does it look like? Does it look like it's damaged? Mm, a little bit, but not too bad. 
Uh, are there like broken windows? Is the door smashed? Yeah, it looks like it fell over. I mean, it's it's got like the wood is dented and some of it scraped up, but that's about it. They so like rolled. They just rolled it in and tipped it over. They, uh, you know, they used some ropes to kind of hoist it back up. Was it being pulled by horses or by people? By horses. What happened to the horses? Uh, they didn't fall over. I mean, you know, the... They're still just standing there? Right. Uh, is there anything lying around the area that looks like it could have, like, knocked the carriage over? No, like some sort of you know projectile or big rock or I don't know something. No, you don't see anything like that. All right, I wait for the guardsman to show up. Which guardsman? You know, the guardsman, the captain of the guard. I sent that guy oh, back right, to the right. city wall. I wait for them to show up. Yeah, they, they eventually show up. Um, um, it's not looking quite so you know serious anymore. As after most. 15 minutes. How long does it take him to get the coach ready? Mm, about 10 minutes. Um, so they kind of push off about five minutes before the, before the uh, watch get there. In force. I mean, there's watchmen there already. Okay. Um, so when the cat, yeah, when the guard come up, comes up, I want to talk to him. Um. Okay. You want to? You can see him over there. He's like, standing with a few people, like trying to assess the situation. All right. The the the, the Al didn't have any obvious wounds on him, right? No, not that you saw. Him. I mean, you saw him from like twenty feet off. Though. Right, but if there was like a gaping, if there's a crossbow bolt sticking out of his chest, I would have seen it. Nothing like that. All right. Uh, I explain the situation to the captain of the watch, and I tell him I think it would be a good idea if he could find a witness. You know, somebody on the street must have seen what happened to that carriage. Mm -hmm. He's got the manpower for it. He should, like, send guards out to question everybody in the crowd and see if he could figure out, find somebody who saw what happened. Right. Uh, okay. He says, yes, uh, I, an investigation is, is underway. Uh, in the meantime, you should probably put some people, have some, some guards, you know, increase the guards that you have posted around the Temple of Auric. In He's, case they, they'll probably try something. He says, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, the curfew will not be enough. We, uh, we will have to have our guards working, or our watchmen working around the clock and impose a, a state of martial law. I say... Uh, you'll probably... you need the army to do that. He says, uh, yes, I think I will, I will have to speak with the, the uh, captains of the Imperial Army. And Who's in command of the Imperial Army? He... Uh, he names a couple of generals. They don't mean anything to you. Well, I just want to know their names. Okay. Dan and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't have to come up with it right this second, but I want to, you know, Nigel knows who they are. Sure. Uh, so the, the, the Imperial 
the Imperial Army sounds very impressive, right? It's not. Uh, the Imperial Army kind of guards Altdorf and can help settle little skirmishes between the factions, but the true armies of the Empire are controlled by the nobles and not by the Empire itself. Right. I was actually referring to, um, you know, I guess it would be called the Reichland Army, the army that was personally sworn to the late Karl Franz. Ah, uh, well... Right. Who's um, in command of that? Sure, but I mean, that army isn't based out of Aldorf. It's based out of Castle Reitgard, which is south of Aldorf. I think you probably remember passing it. Well, who's, who's in command of it, though? Uh, the Franz family. Like, clearly, the father and son are both no more, so it probably will pass to an uncle or something. All right. Uh, after all that's done, I go back to the forum. Okay, uh, forum's pretty emptied out at this point. Isn't that? What, or did they go to the temple? They of went Sigma? to the temple. Of Sigma. It's the bot. It's the bot. It's the Actually, no. I do go back to the forum. What happened to Wolfgang's body? Uh, it's. Uh, Is it still there? Yeah. It's no. It's not there. By the time you get there, I asked the guards what happened to it. Uh, it's, it's been, like, put into, uh, it's been... No, actually, I don't ask them what happened to Wolfgang. I ask him what happened to the imposter's body. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, it's basically been carted out. You know, it's been, you know, put into a, into, like, a box, basically. But where, where was they're it? Gonna, they're gonna, like, take it outside of the, outside of the city and bury it in a ravine somewhere. Who's in charge of that operation? Uh, uh, clearly, Dominican Lou. <laughs> I want to talk to him. <laughs> uh, the watch is in charge of that. Okay. The city watch. Uh, all right. I go back to the captain of the watch, and I ask him to burn Wolfgang, the imposter's body. Uh, he, he seems to think that that's a fine idea. Okay. Then I go to the temple of Sigmar. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you guys get back to the temple, and uh, he calls, like, his advisory group around him, and there's kind of various kind of high-ranking priests and, and folks who are part of the temple, and uh, he invites you guys to, uh, to join with him, and he seems very interested in, in Father Russian. He says, uh, you know, Father Russian is clearly a great prophet, and, you know, tell me all about him, like, no one seems to know him but you. Uh, he's the the head priest in Bogenhofen. Well, I've known him for months, about five days. <laughs> uh, uh, you've known him for about a couple six weeks. weeks. Yeah, six to eight weeks. Oh, I've known him months. for many weeks. <laughs> <laughs> many many weeks. We go back a couple months. Ever since he had the vision of the chaos in Bogenhofen, that ended up. We worked together to help defeat it. And we failed. No, we didn't. We totally did. We did not. Um, okay. Uh, he's he's as loyal a follower of Sigmar as I've ever met. <coughs> that clear that that uh that body they showed us is clearly like staged or I don't know. 
There was nothing to indicate that card like went over. There were no other, there were no, like, there was no other, like, belligerents in the area or anything. Yeah, the street was relatively level and the wheels were still operating. It was very strange. So that was just, like, a stage for us to think that. He says, but there's no way to to stop the rumors, though. Uh, So whoever was posing, or whoever that man was that I saw earlier today, was. He can probably just, like, change faces. I've seen it this once. man you've seen earlier today? Who's this? Uh, did I not explain this to you? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, earlier today, well, the reason why we're, we were saying that Owlric was, like, going to assassinate Wolfgang was because I was taken, I was kidnapped by this cult, mm-hmm. this cult of uh, Zeech. And this man, they call the leader, uh, looked exactly like Owlric. Mm-hmm. But then he changed. He was he like changed into something else, like very skeletal and had glowing mm-hmm. red eyes. So he's clearly like a beast of chaos or some sort of demon or something. Okay. And so and so, I managed to escape by my uh, clever playing <laughs> or my clever moves. I was able to get away. And uh, but so he, but but now we see that he's dead. So. I don't think, like, this... this so who, is, so who is this man, then? I don't know. I mean, he was really powerful. I don't think they would just kill him for... or. He's known as the Archloman to the cult. Hmm. He's basically the leader of this cult, and this cult is trying to Let bring out the end of the world. And that the uh, that flash of light that we experienced was a couple days ago. That has something to do with... Yeah, about four days ago. And in addition to that, I'm on the verge of death. <laughs> I sense a, a refrain coming from this end of the table. I, I think he might be injured. I don't know. I, it's so, something. He says, that, he says yes, yes. Uh, our, uh, our clerics will see you. And, uh, you have some like tea or something? I've got a headache. Okay. A, uh, a, uh, a couple of, of uh, <clears throat> priests who seem to know the ways of healing uh, will attempt to heal you. Um, yeah. You want to take you accept their bandaging and whatnot? I take it. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it. I guess you can only do the uh, yeah. Um, so you get back four wounds. Does that make you not heavily injured? Yes, it does. Okay, and. Um, you feel a little better, and after the, after all that's complete, Nigel returns. I go up to the Grand Theologian and I say, "Well, it's pretty clear that this whole thing was a setup." I already said that. Well, he, I wasn't here. <laughs> he, there was, uh, nobody in the crowd seems to have actually seen what happened, and based on the descriptions and so forth, I think it's pretty clear that they just drove up, tipped the cart over. And then uh, claim that the Sigmarians killed the guy. He says that would that that would make the most sense. He says, but, but who is behind this? This this arch lumen that that uh, that they speak of? He's a former pers- university professor in Nome. Uh, he quote unquote died several years ago, um, but in actuality, I believe he was raised from the dead by this chaos cult that we've been pursuing. And is now at large in Altdorf. 
He says, that's uh, most disturbing, but, but what is his plan? Well, we don't it's to know destroy the world. empire. But the world. my suspicion is is that he's trying to create as much confusion and conflict within Altdorf as possible in preparation for an invasion. Hmm. Well, he certainly succeeded in creating uh, confusion not just here but throughout the empire. I believe, and mind you, this is only an educated guess. I believe that that's light in the sky was some sort of harbinger of a powerful army that's about to descend on the Empire from the north. An army of chaos. Like a signal? He says, uh, well, there have been so many prophecies of uh, of this day coming, it, uh, it seems like it has arrived. He, uh, I think we should prepare for war. He says, well, if there was ever a time not to be preparing for war, this would be it. First, we need to, uh, we need to bring the Empire back to order. Uh, we cannot, uh, we cannot fight an outside invasion. This, uh, he says, this reminds me of, uh, of the, of the histories of Magus the Pious. He, uh, he uh, defeated a chaos invasion, oh, perhaps three or four hundred years ago. And uh, he says, yes, the, uh, the uh, forces of chaos, as the histories say, uh, invaded from the north. They poured in from the wastelands and overran much of the empire. But, but Magus the Pious was able to rally the, rally the, uh, the different factions within the empire and create some powerful armies which drove them away. Well, we actually have a pretty unique opportunity here. All of the most powerful nobles of the Empire are in Altdorf. We need to get them together and warn them, tell them to muster their armies, prepare for an invasion. One, one of uh, the advisors kind of steps forward and he says, Ah, well, that, uh, that is what uh, I was actually here to explain. The, the nobles and the electors have... All left. They are returning to their own. They're returning to their own lands. There's rumors that they are raising their own armies, and that uh, a civil war is brewing. The the backers of Ulrich and the backers of Sigmar uh, are at are at odds with each other. Wonderful. Well, they can't have gotten far. It's only I just saw them about twenty minutes ago. We need to we need to stop them. Send out riders. Tell them to come back. Um, he says, "Well, we we can ask." Uh, he uh, starts to make some arrangements. Tell them that the very security of the Empire is a threat. Tell them that you've learned of an, of an outside force that threatens to destroy us all. He says, well, uh, tell them that I, don't know that, I don't know that, uh, that we'll That's be believed. Not, well, tell them to do that. Some of them will come back. Not all elect a new leader. Not, some of them will come back. Not all of them will have lost their minds. You won't get all of them, but hopefully you'll get enough. Um... He, uh, he, they kind of nod their heads and and and, uh, and uh, they kind of discuss it amongst themselves, like which which uh, electors are are more loyal and will uh, will return. And and the kind of the what I wouldn't call it a consensus, but what many of them seem to believe is that while many of the 
ones who were kind of more loyal to Sigmar, which tend to be more people who live on the south and western parts of the empire, will uh, may return and, and heed the warning that they really don't think that the the people who are more loyal to Ulrich will, and basically the Middenheimers and um, uh, the people from kind of more from the north and the, and the east. Also, send messages to, uh, I named the two generals that the guy said, mm-hmm. um, and send a message to the uh, Franz family in, um, what's the name of that castle? Uh, right. In Reichard. Tell them to send a representative here as soon as possible. We're going to need their help. He says, so. You know. So, yeah. So the, they, 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 they kind of start to make plans and, uh, and such. And different advisors kind of come and go and, and uh, seem to be like putting orders together and things like that about how best to keep things. Uh, keep things orderly, but just they don't seem to be very optimistic, as you might imagine. Um, and as the kind of group winds down, one of the one of the um, initiates comes into the room and he says, uh, you know, he, 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 he gets the uh, attention of the Grand Theologian and says, uh, you were uh, you were inquiring about Father Rushen, and he says yes. Could you uh, do you have any more information? You, uh, he apparently had been asking what what had what had Father Rushen been doing while he had been in Aldorf, and this initiate says that all morning Father Rushen had been in the in the Sigmarian library, and uh, apparently had been researching something. <laughs> uh, he says, "Well, I can take you to uh, to uh, could show you the books he was looking at." Oh, I don't know how to read. I don't say that. But I'm not. I say, uh, "Why don't you bring them here? We're busy." All right. Well, this was kind of after things had kind of wind down. Was there something else that you wanted to do? So there's no leader, and the electors have all left. How well, can you let this happen? Yeah, I mean, how that's well, we're not letting this happen. That's why I'm like. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do here. Assert our authority. You're the grand theologian. Order them to come back. Well, he's he says, well, I, I'm the leader of of uh, of, Sig- of the Sigmarian cult. That is for sure. But uh, I only hold a small amount of political power. But a small amount is more than anyone else apparently holds. So, Who yeah. runs this godforsaken city? Nobody runs it, is running it right now. But I like that's why I told them to send messages to the electors. Like we should be hearing back from them within a couple of hours. And you got to send a message to the Temple of Ulrich and tell the new out Ulrich, whoever he is, that you need to make peace. Uh yes, that's it's going to be a tough sell though. Says uh Chaos is brewing and uh I I, I am only one man. Uh, 
Well, let's see. We sent messages to the electors. We sent messages to the generals. We sent messages to the right to guard castle. Um, all right. If we don't hear back from any of those, uh, the next step is to... Um, well, let's see. I guess it probably has a... I give it an hour, and if I don't hear anything, I go talk to the captain of the city guard again, see how his investigation is progressing. Oh, and we should try and find out about wine cellars. Oh, sure. Um. Okay, um... So the, uh, the captain of the guard sends a, a, uh, a watchman to the temple with uh, sort of a report of what's been found. This is a few hours later. Um, and the, the, uh, The uh, report that comes back is that um, they can't find anybody who you, you wanted to find somebody who like saw the the assassination, right? Or the, the what happened? Car, the car, right, car yeah. the right, and that and that it's very strange, but they can't, and that it looks as though uh, a couple of people were murdered that day. Maybe the witnesses that would have seen it. Wait, but strangely, nobody saw it. Where were the people that were murdered? Where did they live? Like people, there were people who lived along that street. Yeah, that seems really strange. Would you come to the same conclusion as we have? Do any of the messengers return in a few hours? Um, I mean, they should. There's only so many roads out of Altor. <laughs> should we like send the guards? I mean, to like. Investigate that uh, cult. Yeah. What cult? Or the group that tipped over the uh, cart. The Ulrich people. Yeah. What would they investigate? Why? I mean, you can't just even if you're the city guard, you can't just barge into the temple of Ulrich and start arresting people. Oh, that's too bad. Especially not in this. Like on a normal day, you may be able to do that, but I mean, the Temple of Ulrich and the Temple of Sigmar are both like private armies inside of Altdorf, basically. Oh. The City Watch is also kind of like a private army. Like, think of this as like—is this the Captain of the Guard of the City Watch or the Captain of the Guard of? Think of this as like King's Landing, right? Like you have the Gold Cloaks, which oh. are roughly analogous to the City Watch, but you also have all of these private armies that are inside the city. Yeah, it's very similar to that situation, actually. All right. Remember your uh, Game of Thrones? Not really. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, do any of the messengers return? Uh, yeah. Um, or the in the yeah. Yeah, a couple of messengers return, and and uh, the the electors. Um, well, I guess. Kind of depend on which ones come first, but uh, one of the electors loyal to Sigmar has agreed to return. 
Um, another one has said that uh, while they wish to remain loyal, that they fear for their safety within Altdorf and are returning to their own lands. The uh, um, uh, a messenger who uh, went to the uh, uh, what's his, I his title, but Boris Todbringer is the the leader of Mindheim. Uh, he says that he was rebuffed and uh, told to leave and would not even converse with him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. What about the two generals? Um, what was the question for the generals? I wanted to meet with them. Um, yeah, one of the generals uh, comes by. Okay. Uh... I ask him if the captain of the guard has officially requested them to move their troops into the city to impose martial law. Um, if the captain of the guard has asked them to come into the city? Yeah. Authority in the city. Uh, their garrison in the city? The imperial, yeah, for the most part. I mean, they have, you know, they have, they have like a few garrisons in other places, but for the most part, they're out of Altdorf, yeah. Uh, well, how many men does, do they command? In Altdorf? Or, Within or, a day's or, or, ride. or, or uh, empire-wide? Within a day's ride of Altdorf. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much just in Altdorf at that point. Um, maybe 150? Well, that's not that many. So Altdorf is basically undefended? Altdorf is defended by the City Watch, the Imperial Guards, and generally the the uh, noble who's in charge, in this case the Franz family, has some of their own guards in Altdorf as well. So, so Altdorf is there, guarded by... There know, are a bunch of Franz troops in Altdorf. Yeah, there are some, yes. Okay, well, I want to send a message to whoever's commanding them, too. Um, okay. Uh, to report to the... Right. Um, the captain of that group does not report himself, but he sends somebody in his stead. Okay. To answer any questions that you have. All right. That everybody has. All right, I basically just want to try and warn them um, that, uh, you know, obviously they the the guards want to impose martial law and it's not a bad idea but they need to be ready for uh, potential outside threat to Altdorf they should you know increase their scouting parties mm-hmm. um, uh, you know call up any reserves that they have mm-hmm. um, be prepared for battle and that the ga- captain in charge of the of the of the guy who's in charge of the Reichland forces should send word to the castle for and ask for reinforcements. Right. Um, he uh, he says that uh, you know some of those ideas that are already being implemented, and and uh, but as far as extra scouts and stuff, that uh, they'll take that into consideration. It sounds like a good idea. And um, okay, and then. Uh, um, yeah, I just wait and see who who else shows up from the electors. Okay. Um, 
the uh, the late afternoon turns into evening, and uh, you know the uh, the hustle and bustle of the of the comings and goings of everybody kind of starts to die down, and uh, the uh, the grand theologian starts to uh, kind of pace in the back of the room and he's sort of pondering you know, the state of affairs and, and what to do and things like that. Oh, we're waiting. We might as well go to the library and see what Father Rafshan was doing. Alright. You gonna head over there? Yep. Even though I can't read. You can ask someone to read for you. Great. <laughs> there are librarians at the library. Scribes and things like that. I wonder how many books librarians actually read. Probably not that many. Are you going to go over there as well? No. Uh, I don't know. I, got, I guess I will. I have no, no place better to be. I kind of don't want to be in the public. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it's funny when, when, uh, when I played in this campaign, my character was the, the lookalike. And from the very first time I was spotted, I got totally paranoid and like wore like a hood over myself. Oh. <laughs> like, nice. The rest of the campaign. <laughs> anyway. Oh, it's my turn to start doing that. Okay. So you, uh, the two of you head to the library, are you going to go with them? Uh, no, I'm going to wait with the Grand Theologian and see if any more messages come back. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, the scribes and librarians kind of take you into this back area, which, is, which has a couple of tables. And it looks, and on the, uh, on the tables are a bunch of books. They are, they are, you know, kind of different prophecies and things like that, and, you know, different sort of end of the world prophecies, uh, which are very commonplace in, in this world, are, are on there. But, uh, one book in particular is interesting because it's, it's, uh, kind of front right where the chair would be, right where the chair is sitting. And it's a, uh, it's sort of a history of Magus the Pious. And if you remember, that's a, a historical leader who defeated a chaos incursion hundreds of years ago. And the place that it's open to seems to be about later in life, later in his life after, you know, the, you know, his kind of primary things were finished. And he seemed to have a series of visions. And there's one vision that is particularly relevant and, it's, and, the, and the page is opened right to it and uh, I have a handout for him it says uh, the realm had a noble leader who wore a strong crown but evil came to to the lands, and he tripped over the worms and snakes that sprung from the ground. The crown fell from his head with a thud heard throughout the lands. It crashed into a thousand pieces, each one flying into the eyes of the highborn and powerful. 
They were blinded by the crash, and in their blindness they struck wildly, maiming and crippling one another. And just as the flailing came to its climax, a tide of white light swept across them. And this tide was led by a creature, part man and part beast, who wore a cloak of shifting colors. It was no ordinary light, no, it had great power. It would have enveloped and killed them all, was it not for a mighty man who possessed the, sim the symbol of Sigmar himself. When it was brought together with the symbol of Sigmar's legacy, it possessed a force that could bring together men and dwarves once again. He brought sight to the men who could not see, and they rallied against the evil tide, scattering it to the ends of the world. What does it mean? It means that the more we learn, the more we learn that that crazy white energy fucker was right. <laughs> Maybe we should go back to it. I think we should. I think he knows. But we fed, we fed him that purple crap, and now he's like... He's got the key to everything. Right. Um, so, also on the table is a book that seems to be totally unrelated to all of the rest. And it appears to be a an almanac, or I guess that's not quite the right word, a, uh, I guess it's an atlas of the Southern Empire. It has a bunch of maps there. And um, uh, kind of flip through it, and it's got, uh, it's got various temples in the Southern Empire. And it looks like somebody sort of underlined various ones there, like kind of underlined all the temples down there. Uh, Alright. And as tracks, we'll go back to the Grand Theologian. Mm -hmm. He's like, have you ever heard of the legacy of Sigmar? The legacy of Sigmar. He says, well, what do you think the legacy of Sigmar is? I'm not sure. I always thought it was the Empire. You're right. You're right, sir. It's, uh, it's, it's what you see all around us. It's the Empire. It's the government. Well, according to this vision of Magus the Pious, I think it's actually a thing. A thing? You know what vision is this? Uh, I handed the book. It's got a bookmark in it. The font is really hard to read. Apparently, Father Rapshan thinks that this vision is pertinent to what is going on right now. Well, there's certainly a lot of nobility squabbling over the crown. Hopefully we can convince some of them. Well, according to that vision, we can't. So I just assume give up. <laughs> and go straight for the legacy. Uh, 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 might refer to the Arch Lumen. The symbol of Sigmar himself. That would be the twin-tailed comet, right? It could be. Well, the, uh... Isn't that what the symbol of Sigmar is? Twin-tailed comet? There's two symbols of Sigmar, the Warhammer and the Twin-tailed comet. 
Oh. There isn't a famous Warhammer lying around here, is there? Yeah, right on that guy's head. Uh... <laughs> that's a T, goddammit. I don't think that's what he was referring to. It's a signal, it's a signal, or a sign. Uh, the, the Grand Theologian says, uh, the, uh, Sigmar's Warhammer, uh, disappeared along with Sigmar when he died. The symbol of Sigmar's legacy, well, what's the symbol of the Empire? Is there some sort of flag or something? Perhaps the throne? He says, uh, the legacy, the legacy. Says, um... Hmm. The throne is actually not that old. It does not date back to Sigmar. Uh, were there any other important symbols of the Empire? A scepter, a crown, a, a banner... Uh, a shield or something? You saw one one of these items, didn't you? In your past? I probably did. I mean, during the campaign, not like way in your past. I. That was a long time ago. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember something about you were on your way to Altorf at the beginning of the campaign to see something. I was. I think it was the crown. Crown. Is the crown of Sigmar here in the temple? Yes, it's in the viewing room downstairs. Well, that would probably be the symbol of Sigmar's legacy. He, he nods and says that 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 does make some sense. It is a symbol of the government. It is a symbol of uh, the empire. It is. You had some sort of vision while you talked touched the crown last time, right? I did. Can you go ask it where the warhammer is? It'd be really useful. <laughs> he says, "Well." Uh, <laughs> You know, there the many people have looked for Sigmar's Warhammer after his death. It was uh, it was a quest for uh, for many adventurers in the past, but no one's ever returned with it. Of course, since uh, there are many tales and legends about about Sigmar's final days. If you were to look in the library, I'm sure you would turn up all all of the legends of Sigmar's final days. <laughs> this is something that interests you. Uh, from if 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 this if this prophecy was deemed by Father Russian to be of importance, I think we should honor it. Well, you have people with that sort of thing, right? Uh, researchers, librarians. Yeah. Well, yes, there are the people who work in the library. Yes. Yeah, they probably know it a lot better than we do. Yes, I could have them uh, return with with uh, some books. Yeah, or just ask them. You know. There's a book of maps. Where's the Warhammer? <laughs> Father Rofshan had had been looking through a book of maps and had noted several of the temples in the south. Perhaps he had a vision about them. Hmm. Uh, did you bring the book back with you? Yes. Okay. Um, he says, I don't, I don't know the... the uh, the legends of Sigmar's last days that well, but uh, perhaps if you compared these uh, these temples with uh, with the legends, they would uh, it would make some sort of sense together. Speaking of the dwarves, how come there aren't any dwarves here helping to elect the next crown of the empire? There's not a single dwarven elector. Aren't the dwarves still part of the empire? 
Well, the uh, the dwarves live within the empire in within different factions, so they don't have their own mm, large group. The there are large groups of dwarves, but they live within the mountains on the edges of the empire and are not considered within it. Well, that's not right. The other question is, who is this man referred to in the prophecy that brings together these two, the Warhammer and the Crown? He says, uh, well, that, uh, he, he, he thinks for a moment, he says, I don't know, but uh, perhaps that could be researched as well, although probably not in, in our library. I have a guess, but... I really hope it's wrong, so I'm just not going to say it. What's your, what's your guess? <laughs> I think it's Nigel. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that would really not suit Nigel at all. <laughs> like, it doesn't really fit. Like, of the, of the adventurers, like, Zed might be the closest. <laughs> I don't think it's Zed. <laughs> It's probably Manny. I don't think it's Manny. <laughs> how did how did how did this person become one of you? I just I just I just want to understand the logic there. I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but just I'm just curious how that fits together. You'd have to ask the guy with the uh, theory. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It, it doesn't. I I, I Mike. It doesn't fit any of us. So I didn't think it was one of us. I was thinking maybe it was the next. Heir of it might not Paul be Frost, whoever that is. Hmm. That would be my guess. Anyway, can you read the sentence that describes him? Uh, it was not for a mighty man who possessed the symbol of Sigmar himself. Must be you. Oh, oh, the that I thought you meant the person who uh, had like the cloak of shifting colors. No, oh, no, that's oh, oh. probably the Archlumen. If not, like. Zinch himself, or actually, half man, half beast. It's probably someone more powerful than the Archlumen. It could be. The Cloak of Shifting Colors sounds a lot like his shape-shifting ability, though. Um, and the half man, half beast. Well, who possessed the symbol of Sigmar himself? That sounds like somebody already has the Warhammer, and that's who we should be trying to find. Like, whoever that guy is, we should bring the crown to him and tell him he's the next emperor. He, uh, the, uh, well, the, uh, Arch Lumen takes a look at the, at that and says, well, I hope you mean the Grand Theologian. The Arch Lumen? The Arch Lumen. You're the Arch Lumen. He just over and Arch Lumen's eye on books. The Grand Theologian, like, morphs into the Arch Lumen, and we're like, uh, shit. I'm playing both sides, guys. No, uh, sorry. The, yes, the grand theologian. Uh, he, he, he takes he takes a read of it. So first of all, make a knowledge demonology, or yeah, a knowledge demonology. You have a plus ten. I do not need any plus ten. I make it uh, with two degrees of success with plus ten. Okay, that that reference to a cloak of shifting colors kind of rings a bell about uh, about a particular uh, a particular demon who actually sort of a man who morphed into a demon and it's uh, something that happened it's kind of in like legends of demonology something that happened maybe a hundred years ago where there was a 
a uh, kind of a powerful warrior who uh, became crazed with chaos and turned into a very, very powerful chaos warrior. And he was granted a cloak of shifting colors from Zinch. And, and uh, he, in fact, is the one who led the armies that was defeated by Magus the Pious. Oh, so he's back. Uh, did Magus the Pious kill him? Yes. Well, he was defeated in the he was defeated during the war. Magus the Pious himself, I don't think, like killed him in single combat or anything like that. But he was defeated in the course of the war. Yeah. What happened to the book? Uh, legend is silent on that issue. But he was basically beaten back into the netherworld um, hundreds of years ago. Into the netherworld? You mean the frozen north? No, I mean, you know, the... the uh, In Warhammer lore, it's called the warp. You might think of it as hell. It's where demons live. Yeah, this the way this is written, it sounds like somebody already has the Warhammer. It's our job to find him, right? So give him the crown and like proclaim him emperor. So the uh, the uh, grand theologian says, "Well, I believe you." Don't want to be misled by the past tense. Notice the entire thing is written as if it has already happened. Well, I just think if we could learn the identity... It might be easier while we're studying the legends of the Warhammer mm-hmm. if, you know, we think that there's a man who might possess it already and not realize what it is... Uh, it, it might lend us some clues while we're studying the um, the legends. To try I guess find it. a valid point. However, I just have trouble believing anyone could possess the 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 power of the the of the Warhammer of Sigmar Heidelhammer and not know it. Well, if he was a a heretic, obviously it would have no power for him. Well, In which case, he's probably not the emperor. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I think great artifacts of power can lie dormant in history until their times awaken them. And perhaps it's nothing more than an ordinary hammer until it is united with the crown of Sigmar. Hmm. An interesting theory. That would explain why nobody's found it. Um, I recall a dream where I was holding a warhammer. Was I wearing a crown? You'd have to ask Father Rothschild. No, it was my dream, not his. Oh. Um. Well, right, in the in the dream that you had like a few days ago. Yes. Uh, yes, so you had a Warhammer. Did you have a crown? Yes. No, you didn't have a crown in that dream. But yes, you, you wielded a Warhammer and it was it was wonderful. So we have to kill the guy. Take it for him or give it to you. I don't think a guy has a war has it. Or if he does, it's a nobody. But in the meantime, we should continue trying to persuade as many of the electors as possible that it's more important to unify and prepare for an invasion than it is to um, fracture and go a thousand different directions. If we could get even four or five of them together, 
um, that might be enough to persuade the others at least not to attack us. The backbone of this entire war is this made-up conflict between Ulrich and Sigmar. We've got to... Unfortunately, I don't think we can solve that without exposing the Archlumen in the Priest of Ulrich. And now that he's, you know, died, that's going to be pretty difficult to do. We don't really want to do that anyways. If the Ulrich followers are going to blame the Sigmarian followers for the guy's death, I don't think there's anything we can do about that. Well, We've got to get someone really convincing to convince them that it's not true. He said, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Lumen says, well, with, uh, if the, uh, if the Warhammer of Sigmar could be returned, I think, uh, perhaps that would, mm, which would, which would tell the entire realm that, um, that, uh, you know, the, the, the time of Sigmar is reborn, and that we would unite under Sigmar's banner. Reborn? It never died. Well, right, but that the unifying power of Sigmar would be reborn. Well, that's well, I agree, I agree, wholeheartedly. That's clearly what the prophecy is alluding to, but we should still try and preserve what we can preserve without the Warhammer. I mean, we'll look for it, but... If the Empire falls apart in the meantime, you know, it might be too late. Right. I I agree. And uh, I think every effort... we I think we can uh, um, convince those who are more loyal to Sigmar to... Uh, at least stand as one. That that would be a good first goal. Who is the uncle of Karl Franz? Yeah, we need to like get him in here. <laughs> we should. Maybe we should elect it, him the leader. It might be worth yeah bringing him here and like at least temporarily proposing that he's in charge of our group anyway, mm-hmm. just so that we can have a leader. Because it probably shouldn't be you. Because that would just make the Ulrich people even more furious than they already are. Because he's been trying to pass the buck this entire time. (laughs) Not the kind of person we want as an emperor right now. (laughs) Not really the person I want as the head of my church. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Does he have pointy ears? (laughs) Oh, I didn't mention he was an (laughs) elephant. That'd be a good mutation to turn into an elephant. (laughs) <laughs> that would be NPC. no. He just <laughs> NPC. <laughs> just never look at yourself in the mirror. You'll never know. Uh, right. All right. So I guess we're stuck doing research, which means I'm stuck doing research. Since either of you can read, <laughs> damn it, or think, really. All right. Give me the book of curves. I'm gonna find a curve that I can read. <laughs> Student. Scry, student. Wizard How much does it cost? Servants. Servants, but you have to forego uh, uh, block or whatever it is. Are you uh, You already finished with the, the parts of veteran that you're most interested in? Exits. Yikes. Okay, I don't think any of these exits will have it. 
veterans exit, having read right, yeah, seems unlikely. <laughs> Go into barber surgeon. <laughs> Be the third character in the party to take barber surgeon. <laughs> Clearly, the about shieldbreaker. Fairly far and away, the best basic any, career. <laughs> I'm thinking an initiate. How much would it cost to become an initiate? Uh, do you have someone train you? I think it's. Uh, you don't have the exit, so I think it's 150. 150, I think, yeah. I have the trappings. The robes just bought the damn things two weeks <laughs> that's, ago. That's right. That's it. That's it for the trappings. It's like robes. You're done. Religious symbol, robes. Nice. Yeah, I think you've got that covered. An initiate. See there. There you go. Then next thing you'll you know you'll, like, you'll, you'll, you'll be you'll it be before be, your mutation manifests itself <laughs> and they won't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this. I don't think they're letting somebody with negative three fellowship in. Hey, once I become an initiate, I will be able to get positive fellowship again. No, go for zealot. Does zealot have read right? That zealot is an advanced career. No, that's flagellant. The advanced career. Zealot's a basic career. That's what you should go for. I think they let you into zealot even if you have a negative fellowship. I think that's a. I think that's a bonus to getting in. So, <laughs> does it have read right? It does, but I'd rather be an initiate. <laughs> oh, well, of course you'd rather be an initiate. <laughs> what does what does what does have in it? Zealot doesn't have any exits that I would want to take. You don't want flagellant? Come on. You don't want flagellant. You don't. You don't have the insanity yet, but you will. <laughs> no, obviously. The point would be to, after the campaign ended, become a priest. Right. Anyway, I will strongly consider doing that. While you strongly consider that, I will start reading. Okay, so the uh, you, find, you find a couple of, of uh, passages that, that seem uh, pretty relevant in the... the the scholars in the library are able to help you find them pretty quickly. Um, so, high priest does have plus three magic. Oh, it does. Yep. Oh, I was wrong. You were wrong. Oh, well, could have had an extra die and cast some of those spells more easily. Um, yeah, I should look that up. Anyway. Um, That's right, because wizards can get to plus four. So they are one less. Right. Priests can get to plus to three dice and wizards can get to four dice. Um, oh yeah, and that reminds me of, uh, of uh, things that didn't quite, things that went wrong last session. One, one of them was, and, and Jeremy actually reminded me of this last time, so when you take like a really low level critical, that's only half an insanity point. I don't know why that just sort of escaped my mind at the time, but um, oh, so I can subtract half an insanity yeah, point? Yeah, you only took half an insanity point for that. Okay. I was uh, confused. And then something else I neglected to mention was, so you remember the, the charm that you got from Anastasia? Yeah. Yes. So Nigel, once you guys like met up after that, should have noticed that it has a bit of chaotic energy into it, that it's magical. Wow, she's really nice. Which might be something you would tell him. It's a, bl- but, uh, it's a blue stone on a chain. I asked him where he got the charm. I got it from Anastasia. Isn't it lovely? I say yes. 
It's cool. She must really like you. <laughs> Too bad she's like evil. Yeah, you'd, pro- you'd probably like you'd probably like her. Dreamed of being a cultist ever since she was a little girl. Just in my <laughs> yeah, your version of the story. All right, well, figure out where the Warhammer is. Okay, so the so the stories go um, that at the end of Sigmar's uh, so he had it throughout his life, and after back to after the. Um, Kind of wars were over. He used it ceremonially, um, kind of like one would use a scepter, but instead he used the warhammer. And so it was kind of—it's kind of a symbol of the empire as well as a symbol of, of Sigmar. Um, at the end of his life, he journeyed to the Blackfire Pass, and he went there to uh, give blessings to a dwarven stronghold there. Um, Blackfire Pass. It's not ringing a bell. It's, uh, the Blackfire Pass goes between the mountains, I think they're called the Blackfire Mountains, uh, that separate the Southern Empire from what's south of there, the Border Princes, Talea, that, that area. Oh. Okay. If it were the real world, it would call the Alps. Okay. Um. And. The name of that stronghold, according to this, um, according to uh, you know this book that you're reading, is called Karakadal. But he never returned. Many explorers and adventurers since then have made expeditions to find what happened to him, or tried to track his final location. But either they never found it, or they didn't return at all. Um, there's another story that you find um, that said that he went south to bring order to the mountain lands and help his dwarven friends. Uh, he founded several temple several templars temples temples. Gosh, why do I keep saying that? He founded several temples that later became shrines in his name, and he was asked by a group of dwarves to assist them. Um, in a battle with an orcish tribe, but whether the orcs or his age or the treacherous mountains claimed him remains unknown. So the... uh, the Grand Theologian also becomes very interested in these legends of the end of Sigmar's age and is very interested in refreshing his memory as he hasn't really thought about it for, you know, many, many years. And uh, he seems to uh, think that, you know, things are, that this is, this is the right path, that this is, this is the way the Empire will be saved, he starts to say. And he, he uh, you know, as wishy-washy as he has been, he starts to... Uh, sort of a, a uh, inner gumption kind of takes over him, and uh, he seems much more optimistic about the about the empire, and he uh, he starts to, to uh, speak highly of Father Russian and that uh, he is truly a visionary, and he shall be buried in a in a grand place. And he starts to think about uh, 
uh, a, a great place in the in the in the Grand Cemetery to Sigmar, where uh, where Father Russian's body will be in, um, will be set forth. Apparently, great priests are like rock stars; they're only appreciated when they're dead. <laughs> I kind of look at him and scratch my head, and I'm like, uh, so I guess this means you'll be accompanying us when we uh, venture south then, right? He says, uh, well, <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, he says, oh, I, I think my place is here. I will, I will rally, I will rally the forces, um, that can be, that can be brought together well, you, you, you must be chosen once. I, 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 I think Father Russian has seen it. That's very convenient. It is convenient, I, I and I think we have to thank you for thank this convenience. It's very convenient for you. <laughs> um, does the church happen to have a full set of plate armor that they can pr- they can furnish me with before I go on this journey? He thinks about it for a second. He says, "Yes, I believe uh, we could make our armory available to you." Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you two have fun with that. <laughs> um, I, I can't think of anything I really want from a Sigmarian temple. Can you hand me the black binder? Um, T. Great flame coming your way. He uh, he brings one of his one of his advisors over and uh, and confers with him for a little bit and the advisor takes you takes the two of you and I don't know we'll, we'll give Zed some stuff too uh, to the armory and uh, <laughs> there's like a there's like a wall of repeating crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. somehow I don't think oh, that, that would be so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't. I, this happened to me so many times in like computer RPGs. I spend all this money saving up for something, and then I find it like five minutes after I find it. Um. Yeah. So so he. Uh, no, I'll only tell you that they, the the uh, warriors. Uh, amongst Sigmar to fight with repeating crossbows. Um, yeah, so he takes he takes you to an armory and he says, uh, well, you can each choose any two things. What do they have? That best quality in two hands is fight flail? I'll take that. Um, but you do have some pretty cool stuff. Best quality set of full plate now? Alright, um, so. <laughs> Yeah, best quality. Best quality, quality full plate mail that we determined costs like fifteen hundred gold crowns. <laughs> that probably only the most. All right, they have pretty much nice. anything that's uh, that's common or average or or more plentiful than that. Oh my god! Uh, they have pretty much everything that you you might want in that regard. Uh, if you're looking for something that is of common or average. Uh, Occurrence, and you want it in good craftsmanship, there's a 50% chance of it. And if you're looking for something rare or scarce, there's a 25% chance. That it's there at all? Or that, that, they, have a, that, they, that they have good craftsmanship of it. Uh, if you're looking for a rare or scarce item that's of average craftsmanship, 
There's a 50, 50 chance that it's there. So you have to roll on each part of the plate armor? Yeah, it's separate. Alright, roll on breastplate. Roll, I'll roll on it too. Well, hold on, what's, what's the... Uh, Wait, does that count as one There's thing? only one roll for it. So breastplate, what's the commonness of it? Rare. All, all the plate armor is rare, and the full plate, total full plate, would be very rare. Okay, so there's a there's a 50-50 chance that it's there, that each one is there, and there's a 25% chance that it's of good craftsmanship. So if you so just roll, if it's under 25, it's good. If it's between 25 and 50, it's there. Well, I don't need a Knight's Helm or a Breastplate, so you can roll for those if you need them. I'll roll for the Knight's Helm in this case. It's a good one. It's not there. I'll roll for the Breastplate. It's there, but it's only average craftsmanship. Uh, Greaves? Did you want to roll on those? Uh, Greaves are not there. Plate leggings? Are there. Are they average or good? They're average. And let's see, average. So I'm taking those gauntlets. He already rolled on those. You rolled on Greaves. I don't no, think gauntlets, I don't, gauntlets aren't armor. Yeah, I don't They're think gauntlets do anything. Though. How are Greaves and plate leggings two different things? Greaves are misspelled here, by the way. But it doesn't matter. There's only legs, like. Well, I guess this, I, on I this chart, Greaves refer to arms. Oh, okay. Interesting. Greaves are... Uh, yeah. So there's no Greaves, but there's leggings. Is that right? Yes. Let's see if there's correct. two leggings. Oh, there's a good quality of leggings. Probably not, though. I don't know how you... Oh, what, what, could there be multiple? Right. Um, if it's there, what is the chances that there would be two of them? I'd say there's a 50-50 chance to be another one. All right. If you find something there. Then there's two of them. What else? Did you want a weapon of some sort? Uh, no. I'm keeping the sword of Sacred Catherine. Well, the two handed spike flail is average, so they have it, and there's a 50 50 chance of it being good quality. You want a two handed spike flail? Spiked flail? Yeah. Do you have the weapon proficiency for it? I'll get it when I become captain. I know Zed wanted the two handed Warhammer, so we should check to see if there's one there. That's scarce, so no. Oh, there's a 50% chance of anything there. Oh, right. I'll roll it. Uh, it's definitely not there. Okay, wait a second. Does that mean there's like a freaking rifle or whatever it is? How could there not be a two-handed warhammer in the armory of Sigmar? That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there's a pistol. I'm, I'm not saying it's not I'm there. Not I'm saying that it's... Um, you know, maybe some pistols are rare. Blunderbuss is very rare. It's just not like currently in the armory as you go to check it out. Hawkwind long rifle, very rare. I don't really need any weapons. There's nothing very rare in there. Oh, okay. there's pistol. Pistol's rare. Yeah, if it's uh, so rare is the 50 50 chance. Alright, so there could be a pistol. I'll roll for this tune spike. Yeah. Zero four. Okay, so that's best quality, right? There's no best. I know. Okay. Get good. I'll take a good quality two handed spike flail. You're getting a good quality. You're taking a good, good quality two-handed spike. Is this is this going to be your new weapon? I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, well, actually, having good quality on that is like imperative. Actually, yeah, I don't know, imperative, but it's really nice. What's it do for it? Plus two to fumble range. Plus two to the fumble range. Uh, Oh, it's all about the fumble range because that weapon has this hideous fumble range. It's yeah. Normally it's 92, so it would be 94. Oh, excellent. Might be one of the top shelves. I guess there's no soda left. 
So two and it's like flail. You got a good opener. Okay, right there. And it's encumbrance was 20% of 70. So it's 56, I think. So 56 encumbrance. It's actually less encumbrance than that box. And it's it would be 94, 3794. So if I don't have the weapon proficiency, do I have a minus support? Yeah. You, yeah, you, you minus ten weapon skill and plus and plus fumble. two to the fumble range, so that would kind of compensate for this for it. Alright, I'll just write the regular fumble range then. Impact plus tiring. What is impact? impact? Impact means you roll two dice and you take the higher one. Oh, for damage? Yeah. yeah, and tiring means that only lasts a few rounds. You can only do it once or something? So the first round it works. The second round you have to get a, make a strength test to make it work. And after that it doesn't work. Oh, then it's just normal? Yeah, it's just normal. Oh, okay. Without the impact. That's right. mm. Might not be worth it to... But I have it, so I might use it. I'm not going to take any plate armor. There's no way I can wear, walk around in plate armor with the incumbents. So, do you want to find something? Um, yeah, where are the bows? I'll get a bow. What's? You should be able to have enough incumbents to wear full plate. I mean, I'd yeah. have minus one movement. Oh well, these are the prices that people who wear full plate often. Yeah, make. a longbow's average. I'll take What's one. What's wrong with one? But a special weapon longbow. Then he's no longer faster than the dwarf. Uh, yeah, see, you're not actually lowering the party's speed, <laughs> speed at all. Did you want, you like, want a to be faster weapon than the that you actually? <laughs> oh, so that yeah, so that the Lurgoyf is chasing you. You have only one chance. So, <laughs> your friend. Crossbow. Wait, where are crossbows at? Oh, here's. See if they have a good quality crossbow. But I don't think it would actually do anything. Maybe it's turn around and sell it. Good quality crossbow. I don't think there's a difference. Uh, would lower its encumbrance and its fumble range, which is already pretty small. Fumble range is zero zero. <laughs> I asked the Grand Theologian to write us a note to whom it may concern. The bearer of this note is acting in the interests of the Church of Sigmar. Please is there anything better than uh, give him all aid and assistance, so on and so like forth. Sign the theologian, put the official signal, seal of Sigmar on it. Um, it's a very easy charm because you have charm, so he just starts writing it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that note is going to be next door to us. Why? Who is going to believe it? The priests of Sigmar that were going to be asking to help us? You think so? Yes. I mean, that'd be awesome if they did. It's got the official seal of the Grand Theologian and his signature. Why wouldn't they believe it? How would a priest from some Podon Temple in the South even know what the signature of? Because the... they've been trained. Any like high priest will probably have visited the Grand Temple of Sigmar at least once. Oh, I'll take a breastplate because I might. You never know when I'll use it, and that's it. Those are my two things. Okay. Plus, it's never a bad thing to have. A breastplate? No. 
I agree. <laughs> no, crossplay is a bad thing to have. What was your agility? Could be a bad thing to have. It makes it much harder to cast spells. I uh, probably won't end up wearing it, but it's good to have. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna spend some experience while I'm doing this research. Wait, what's more expensive, the breastplate or the leg? Can figure out on what. I think it's the leggings. Oh, uh, definitely take the leggings. Oh my god, the leggings. Are Way more expensive. Yeah, they're, and they're good quality of it. I'll definitely take the good quality paper leggings. Are you at the point where you're taking stuff to sell on the open market? No, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let them. you sell the church's ordinance on the open market. Well, you won't know if I sell it or not. I'll definitely sell it away from you. If you walk mm-hmm. away with some plate leggings and come back with a big purse of gold, and say, like, I got gold, like, I don't know what happened to plate leggings. <laughs> Alright, what's the incumbent of good plate leggings? Uh, same thing as the uh, spike chain. Alright. Just like walking around with all these weapons definitely lowers my encumbrance. So I'll have to like... How many weapons do you have? I have three <laughs> of a battle axe, a cutlass, and a flail. How far are you from completing your your uh, all the skills you need to pick up? Specialist oh, weapon? Six on, I need 600 more experience. Alright, while I'm doing all this research, I'm going to take... So it's, not gonna, it's not going to happen, <laughs> basically. 600? Um, you know, I'm going to see if they have multiples of the spice plan. If they do, that's a good one. Alright, I take it. We both have good ones. Uh, you got to roll You got to roll the... Uh, what was the chance? He rolled a 14. It was oh, okay. You rolled under, under 25. Under 25. Yeah. Sure. In case there's something that's just heavily armored and the sword just can't do enough damage. Well, if you want to fight something heavily armored, you want a warhammer. But they don't have one. Oh. I rolled for that first thing. Oh, I see. Bummer. What's wrong with a... You could go buy one in Altdorf. What's wrong with a 2 spike flow against uh, armored? Well, the warhammer specifically has a special ability against, war, uh, against armored guys. Gotcha. But just tough guys that need a ton of damage to take them down. Yeah, if you don't mind whacking yourself once in a while, then it's good to have. Alright, done. Okay. Um, I might actually finish shooting the Brazil. It's going to be close. I guess I'll just play leggings for 300 gold. How many experience are you away? <laughs> Closer than the 600. Wounds are 100, right? Yes. Yeah. One, two, three, four, three, five. 475 if I don't get anything extra. But I probably would want to get a couple extra things, so like call what? it five twenty five. What or five fifty. Five fifty or six twenty five. How cool. much experience do you have right now? Fifty five. <laughs> I just said so you're, so you're closer to it than than uh, Alan is to by about a hundred. Finishing his card. Um, I'm going to do the uh, the story arc experience, like in little segments, because otherwise you would never get it. So I'll be doing them a lot more often while we're in the last stages of the campaign. Maybe. 
we just have to start stop sucking and actually get experience for the story arc because I don't think we've gotten I accomplished need, Jack Squad. Oh, that's true. I need two more skills, four more attribute advances, and five best quality weapons. Oh, best five best quality weapons. Five best quality weapons. Are you gonna get five for, for what? You're gonna rob an armory? Champion. Oh wait, there's not. We are robbing an armory, and we don't have any. Is there a single best quality weapon in this armory? Just like take it, no matter what it is. Um, no, there's there's like best quality weapons. I don't know. I, I what is? I, I would I would errata that to good quality. Oh well, in my case, I already have two. Yeah, the best quality in my mind is like something that was made by a master armor over a year, and it's like you know a family heirloom. It's not something you can just generally go and buy. But I need gossip and speak language and battle tongue. I'm just going to find someone in Altor who knows battle tongue. Teach it to me. That's not in veteran? It is in veteran. Then you don't then you have to find anything. You already, oh. found, you already found someone to teach that to you. Oh, so I can just spend yeah. the experience. You can, spend experience, you can pick it up anytime. Alright, I will do that. Okay. Okay. I'm sure it's only something. Like, now. I took two intelligence advantages while I was doing well, Who are you going to speak that way? I took one intelligence. Speak language battle tongue? I'll have to learn it eventually. What's your intelligence? 36. Oh. What's yours? 48. That's my fellowship. Still really ass poor for a journeyman wizard. Yeah, well, <laughs> as I recall, you rolled like a 3 on it or something silly like that. It makes Omen, like, the spell completely worthless. Captain has read-write, so I will eventually learn how to read. Like, if I had rolled, well, like... my character rolled. Uh, like, if I had rolled well on my intelligence, I, I might actually cast that spell. That's what it's so Yeah, I I have to learn secret language battle tongue at some point too. And I and I learned gossip. Wee! Wow, it's gossip. totally worthless for you. Thirteen. I'm gonna have to learn common knowledge of empire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very a little language of the campaign to be picking up like gossip <laughs> and common knowledge of the empire. It's like, uh, well, I don't have to learn common knowledge of the empire. I can learn a different common knowledge. Um. Any common well, knowledge? where you're going, maybe common knowledge dwarves might be more <laughs> useful. <laughs> and you've got someone to teach it to. No, Actually, I would learn common knowledge the empire. For one thing, I probably already know a lot of it, just based on the whole political things that I've been doing in the last... Uh, yeah, certainly. Common do. knowledge, mutants, maybe, would be a good one for you. There is no common knowledge mutants. That would be an academic knowledge. Oh. The only common knowledge about mutants is that they're hideous. Alright, well, is there anything. I'm spending my time. Did I find anything more clear than about where to search for this Warhammer? No, so, you know, you, you got the. Oh, you, got the you got the name of, of a dwarven stronghold out of there. And, uh. I do some cross-reference things. And, you, and when you look at that with the, the cross-reference with the book that Father Russian had, you see that he, like, underlined that a bunch of times. And, uh, you can see where it is on a map. Which I feel like Father Option was nuts. I'm very skeptical. All his visions have come true. Sort of. Alright. Where is it on here? Speak language? Yep, speak language. Oh, you know it says secret language. Okay. Lesser. Excellent. Secret language and speak language are the same thing, I guess. 
secret language and speak language. Yeah. Um, in terms of they're both lesser. Oh, I didn't even think about. Oh, it. yeah, they're both. I could actually take the Notch Glow again. I totally need to do that. I didn't factor that in. Yeah, you can. Yeah, if you have it's another a, career with it, you can take yeah, it. Yeah, Veteran right? has it as well. It's 150 again, though. Uh, I will spend the 150 again. I took again. again. Holy I'm shit, does there. Marine have dodgeball? Maybe I can take it, because Sergeant has dodgeball. Yeah, I can just mark off the... Because I'm taking... I'm not raising my intelligence. I will definitely take battle time, or take that. It does have dodgeball. So does Sergeant. Has okay. I'm, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, actually, that's one. I'm doing that too. I think Battle Tongue can wait. I think you, you have no one to speak Battle Tongue with, like yeah. What, what with is, the two of us? No, it would eventually. be taking it simply to complete the career. Oh, not for any practice. For the same reason I took swim. <laughs> <laughs> that was in your career. Yeah, it's ride or swim. Oh, sweet. I don't know. It's a little odd, but okay. Plus ten percent, which has come into play so many times. What's your dodge blow at now? Thirty-seven. All right. Well, we don't have any time to waste. I guess um, mine's at forty-two. Leaves that in Altor to confirm with the Grand Theologian and head south. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Zed. It's nice meeting you. Ah, no, he stows away. Is there any awesome medical supplies that they have? You know, uh, I guess that there are some of those interesting medical supplies, like the poultice and the uh, a couple of things like that. Yeah. Well, you could pick up a few yeah, pieces of those. Requisition as many of those as he to send with us. Uh, he would probably want plate mail. I would think that would. He would, but I assume this doesn't count toward the two-item limit thing. Oh. Uh, this isn't from the armory. Oh, no, this is separate. Um, you can have uh, D3 of any of those specialty... Healing things. There's like, there's, how much do we care about making money? Should I like bother with the? Should we dissolve the company officially at this point? Are we sell them, sell the boat? Well, we're gonna want the boat because we're gonna travel on the river. We don't have to travel on the river. Probably faster not to. Really depends on the wind. We, we, do they have horses? Uh, they do, but uh, I'll like not take any of the equipment and take a horse instead. Uh, well, you better be sure you're traveling by horse because getting it on your boat is going to be uh, an endeavor. Well, for a, for a dissolving company, we should definitely like get horses. If you dissolve the company and sold the boat, you'd have a ton of money. That's true. Well, we don't have a ton. First, we need to make a plan. I don't think we're going to sell the boat. I think that the boat is still our best way south. Horses is faster. Well, why exactly? Horses might be faster, but the boat is a lot safer. But and it's not definitely faster. It only is possibly faster. It really depends on the winds. And the boat is much safer. Also, like, I have a bunch of cargo on the boat. I don't want to... I don't want to sell the boat. I'm boat committed. It's a no (laughs) (laughs) Then then let's just go as we've gone before and just keep merchanting it up. Okay. Uh, We'll try and buy some paper before we leave (laughs) Altdorf. Might as well. In fact, sell that breastplate, Bruce. Let's use it for paper. Uh, you can buy another one. I might be for dissolving the company because I, I, fi- I need to find three more trapping. good quality weapons before I go. Yeah, I need to find trappings for Captain. Let's see. So I need a flail. Well, I got the flail or a sword rigger. The two-handed spike flail counts as a That's flail. A flail. Yeah. All right. I guess I should look at the. Is it, is it a great weapon? A great weapon. A great weapon's like a, a two-handed weapon. 
Yeah, so two-handed spike flail. I'm not 100% convinced I'm going into Yeah, that would be, that. I guess it's both a flail and a great weapon. Excellent. It's the that. only one that's both. I have that. I guess I would need I would need a horse eventually. I was seriously considering going into Charlton instead. Do they have a unit of troops? I'll take those. No, just kidding. A unit of troops? <laughs> well, you have those two. Yeah, you're my troops now. <laughs> All right. Oh, I guess what's-his-ass never came back. Is that... Gowan. Yeah, is Gowan coming with us? Um... He would be like your first of the culture. He'd be the yeah. He'd be my lieutenant, in my my newborn army. Uh, I don't think I'd appoint him as my lieutenant, <laughs> sir. I'll uh, take the troop and wait out front in the back. Yes, I'll have the rear guard, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh, I need trade tools of pocket theory. That's interesting. What would you use them for? Like preparing poisons or something? Or preparing... It does not have... Raising undead? It doesn't have any... Doing seances or something? I have no idea. Can you get training for something before you're ready to advance to it? For when you are ready? Like what? Like champion. Mm-hmm. Like, there might be a champion of Sigmar, like, in Altdorf. Right. Uh, try to find that guy. Well, he should you be. To, he should to, be in you charge. You have to have your career completed before you can. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you can't get experience. training until you get the. Until but you can start. Ready. You can start networking. You know, it's like get that champion on standby. It's like, hey, I'm the. My name is Triax, and you're gonna see a lot of me in the future. So you better get used to it. There's no way. A cha- there's no way a champion's gonna train you with your negative yeah, like 50 like fellowship. Just like get away from me, you stinky ass dwarf. I guess it depends. If he comes back with the Warhammer of Sigmar, that's probably not true. Give that Warhammer to me, you stinky ass dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a champion, he'll just take it from you and just kick your ass. What can you do about it? Uh, well, you'll have Sigmar's Warhammer in that situation. Yeah, but he just goes whoosh and like five best quality weapons just come flying out of his back. <laughs> he's just like throwing best quality weapons at you. <laughs> Eat this two-handed sword. <laughs> just like throws it at you. Uh, all right, make a gossip check for the paper. Uh, all right, so that'll happen the next morning. Well, the first digit's a nine, so I fail. Okay. Um, make a post angle test for the paper. Well, actually, we can see if there is any paper. Roll a d10. Eight. All right, there's going to be some paper. Uh... Roll 4d10. Wait a second. See about your healing equipment here before you tell me what that is. It's not very much. Okay. It's not very much. There's one creative paper. Okay. Uh, a post cycle test? Yeah, a post cycle test. Alright. Uh, I rolled a... One degree of success, and... Oh, that's in post. Uh, one degree of failure. I win. So you win. There's no modifier on the sell price, is there, for your special rules? Uh, when you're selling items, and you make your high test plus 10. That's the only difference. Do you like that flavor? So, no. Never had it before. It's not too bad. I've never had it before either. I'm trying to branch out. Unless you just like the red one every week. Well, the blue one's my favorite. But oh. That's not to say that I wouldn't enjoy the others. 
All right. Okay, let's see if there's anything else we can buy. They wouldn't have either of these. Look at the healing section in this book if you want to see about the book. Let's say movement, combat, healing. The last wear. Alright, roll a d10. Healing equipment for poultices in healing drops. So these are the Four. two. Okay. And it tells you what they do right there. Okay, roll another D10. Alright, so, so you're going to D3 of both. That those. was a good number. Start the healing drafts. Exactly, seven One. was a good number to roll. Uh, you <laughs> wanted to roll five or better on the oh. D10. Okay, so there's three crates of glassware. Okay, make a gossip test. Fail. Make a haggle test. Uh, One degree of... No, zero degrees of failure. Uh, degree of success. Okay. So that's Yeah. Alright, you better sail well this time or a glassware will be doing. I'll cut up all the paper right next to it. <laughs> Alright, are we going back to our ship now? Yeah, we're headed back to Nome. Okay. Uh, I need to like think about what I'm gonna carry on me to not have the penalty. Do I have the minus agility if I wear the plate leggings without the breastplate? Uh, yeah, if you wear any of it besides the helmet, then you get it. Okay, I'm gonna have to recalculate everything. Trade. Oh. Oh, I already took two things. I could have gone. I could have tried to go for like. We can try and buy more glassware and camper beds, but we can't really afford any anyway, so. I guess I, already, I have scale everything. I guess I don't really need anything. The plate leggings is only one extra armor. Yeah, that's if you have scale. I have scale everything. Alright, I'm stowing the plate leggings. I'm totally gonna sell that. Don't sell it. <laughs> 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 I thought that's why you were taking them. You're like, screw this plate armor. It's like, I'd rather have the agility. I'd rather have the money. Let's <laughs> uh, see if I can get away with it. 200. Uh, uh, yes, before I leave, I head back to the College of Magic. Mm-hmm. And I kind of bring them up to speed on what's going on. I tell them that I'm off to search for the temple of, uh, or for the Warhammer of Sigmar. Um, yeah, Hieronius is, is still there. And, um, 430. I tell them I want, want to be trained as a Master Wizard when I come 440. back. 440. Uh, <laughs> yes, he, he seems to think that you are uh, a worthy student. And, uh, you know, he was, he, he, he confides in you that he was actually a little unconvinced about some of your tales when you first told them. <laughs> but after seeing what he saw at the, uh, at the uh, ceremony, that he is now convinced that, uh, that you know, you've been telling the truth and, and all of this. And I tell him to try and like, persuade the Colleges of Magic that there's a war coming. And especially talk to those bright wizards. They come in pretty handy. Because oh, they, they throw fireballs and <laughs> yes. kick some ass all around, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yes, he says, uh, he says, uh, I have a gift for you, Nigel. Oh, a gift. I like gifts. Yeah, Especially yeah. from you, Master Hieronius. 
he said he uh, he he goes into he has like all these bags because he's like pretty much a constant traveler. He has searches and searches, and he uh, pulls out a wooden box. Does it say on it you, you will be able to open this when you are worthy? <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be kind of funny. Wouldn't it? And we're like, all right, we're making a stop on our way to Nome. <laughs> Going back to that no magic. Oh, I didn't the shield. Where's the shield? <coughs> oh, I just found it. Okay. Okay. It has a talisman in it, and he says. Uh, this is uh, this is very this, this and it has like a strong uh, energy to it. it. Says this is very powerful. You must use it wisely, for while it uh, while it can increase your 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 capabilities to channel the aether, it also increases the danger of it. He, he I know I'd say dry he. he uh, he hands it to you and, and uh, helps you put it on. He says, but I trust that you will use it wisely, and I believe your quest is uh, of utmost importance. Thank you, Master Hieronius. I fear this, that this is going to be a dangerous endeavor. Indeed, it seems that all of my endeavors uh, since meeting up with you have been filled with peril, but hopefully this will allow us to succeed and restore order to the Empire. Yes, I, I truly hope it will, and you know, I, I wish I had more sway here within the uh, Celestial Order, but I will do all that I can. Yes, I fear a storm is coming to the Empire. A bad one. All right, if I don't wear my knife... It says, yes, the prophecies are coming true. And I don't carry my compass, um, then I can carry anything else. So I'll have to you, not uh, wear my knife's helmet. You fill him in on... Uh, yeah, I, I tell like him everything that we've the... been trying to do so far. Um, are you talking to Hieronymus? Um, yeah, so he uh, should totally convince him to come with us. He can be our cook. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even try, actually. You see, he uh, he he listens to your story. When you get to the part about the man in the in the shifting colors who uh, was defeated hundreds of years ago, he uh, he says, "I I remember those stories." It uh, it uh, his name was Archeon. Archeon. Yes, we've heard that name before. I know we have. We have. I know what we have. <sighs> and. Uh, he kind of he kind of tells you a story as uh, as uh, the uh, as you're kind of we both discussing dis- things didn't we? <laughs> we did. as, as you're as you're discussing um, you know where you're where you're headed off to but uh, you know it's basically the kind of what you already knew that he uh, sort of a warrior turned turned uh, chaos warrior turned uh, turned demon who. Who surfaced and was and was uh, defeated hundreds of years ago? A minion of Zeech, that one. I nod. I say, uh, it seems the changer of ways is very intent on bringing his own sort of order to the Empire. If we don't stop him, I fear for the survival of humanity. You say that with such a calm voice, young lad. 
Well, the, uh, <laughs> the best of luck on your journey. Thank you, Hieronius. Hopefully I will see you soon. Try not to let Altdorf burn down while I'm gone, will you? I will. Alright, I take my leave. Okay. Somebody singing outside. I think somebody's summoning a demon outside. Appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of gifts, the Grand Theologian is a gift for you, Trax. Wow. You just All right, fingers crossed for the Crown of Sigmar. Actually, I was thinking of just taking <laughs> it. Um, he, he goes into his... his personal effects in his own private room and uh, brings back an amulet that he says is imbued with uh, the power of Sigmar through uh, hundreds of years of prayer and that it's been passed down within his family. All the And that he wishes, he wishes to, to give it to you while you are on your quest. Um, you get all the magic stuff. You have something too, you still have what it is. Oh. I will wear it with pride, Father. Alright. Um, I guess I'll just tell you I'll tell you what it does. Um, so once per day you can make a willpower test. If you succeed, you get plus one or plus ten to uh, strength, agility, and movement for one hour. That seems really good. Hey, tell me when my magic came. I uh, yeah, you want to do a little experimenting with it? I'll definitely experiment with the amulet if I Nigel tell, if Nigel like tells me what it does. Well, you seem to be very interested in it. I didn't. You didn't say it was magical. I didn't say no. I didn't tell you it was magical. Well, then I won't even think of doing that. Just like willpower test, like the ten-hour erection. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something you would want to get me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of assume it's some sort of sexual like, fetish thing. Yeah. So I, I, this I, is more of a gift for me than for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving this to you, but it's really for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it lasts longer than four hours, to the doctor. <laughs> And not sad, I wouldn't show it to him. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so the the, tals, the talisman works just like dark magic. Uh, I thought you were going to say that. Alright, um, I know what that does. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's plus one die and drop the lowest. However, it has another ability, which is once per day, you can have it be plus two dice and drop the lowest. Oh. Whoa. Wow, that's a lot of dice. How many dice can you roll? If you roll like four tens per day, then. Uh, well, it's really like rolling three dice, but four. Right. Like it's really, really. Oh, if you roll three, you if you fired, roll you three of a kind. The fly spell is pretty casual. If you roll three of a kind on four dice, it triggers it. All four dice count for the purposes of doubles. Oh, okay. 
So if you roll four of a kind, it's if I roll four of a kind and I don't have the re-roll available, then I am screwed. Like get sucked into hell is a real possibility at that point. Oh wow! Uh, speaking of which, fourteen points come back. Should we start sailing now? Yeah, go ahead. Right. So Trix goes and I said, I'd like does. to look at the map. Spend at least an hour okay, meditating and praying here. with the crown of Sigmar. Okay. Um, are there any particular like focuses while you're doing that? Foci. Where is the yeah. Warhammer? <laughs> like, where is the where? Where is the Warhammer that's come to mind? <laughs> okay. Um, sure. Go ahead and make a willpower test in the mirror to breathe. Success or failure. Yeah, we can take the river almost all the way to the pass. Uh, According to this map, anyway. Three degrees of success. Three degrees of success. Um, it's going to be a long trip. I wonder if Fildorf is on this trading book chart. You... You can... You get a picture of the Warhammer in your mind, no, and it's completely underground. And it looks like, just judging by the walls and the ceiling and the sort of underground area that you're in, that dwarves carved to this area. Um, but you feel an evil presence surrounding it. And it feels almost impenetrable, like you cannot grab it because this evil presence is a barrier to you. And then your vision ends. You give me the point. Alright. We're on the right path. I've had a vision. The Warhammer exists. It exists? I think we already knew it existed. Well, it's nice to be reassured that we're not on a total wild goose chase. Yeah, like it's at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Next yeah, to like a shack of like you see sharks swimming around with the war ever. An iron box floats <laughs> into view. <laughs> and there's a pile of iron boxes. <laughs> there's just a giant pile of crap in the middle of the ocean <laughs> where people just drop their magical insane crap. <laughs> Yeah. Sigmar was like, I don't want anyone to find this. Without <laughs> a ship. Like, you can't even get near it. The magical crap just makes you explode. Alright. Uh, start making some sailing rolls. Wait, right. and I need to do one last thing. I want to find three good quality bolas. Bolas? <laughs> 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 yep! What, why are you buying those? Because they're cheap. <laughs> they're, what, what do you need them for? He needs five I need, good, I quality, need five good quality weapons. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, what's the, what's the commonness of a bola? Uh, you just want good. You don't want like, right master, master. I don't know if you could find a mastercrafted bola. It's probably it doesn't exist. Are daggers cheaper? Come on, is they're more expensive than they're not as cheap as quarterstaffs? That good quality quarterstaff was. Yeah, quarter stabs also would be like high on the list. No, bolas are cheaper than quarter stabs. Dude, but bolas are awesome. You can like throw them at people and. Hey, quarter stabs are just as awesome. <laughs> well, you don't need three of them for whatever. <laughs> Alright, I'll look for one quarter staff, one bola, and one. Actually, a buckler would be pretty awesome. How about a net? Actually, How about a net? That'd be cool. I actually use a buckler, so getting a good buckler would be sweet. 
Uh, bolas are scarce, bucklers are scarce, quarterstaffs are common. And they're one step more rare? Yeah, they're one step more, so it's, you're up to rare. Almost. Rare, rare, and scarce. So, rare and Aldorf... Oh, no, rare, rare, rare average. average. Okay, rare and Aldorf is a 65% chance. Right. The bola... Yep. Is there. Quarters, or the buckler. the buckler, which is the thing I really want, is yep. there. And what's average? So 100%. <laughs> average in Altdorf is 95. All right. I find all those things. Can you afford all of them? Uh, yes. <laughs> good. What's good quality? Times three. Times three. So that's six bucks for the buckler and, like, a buck for the quarter staff and a buck for the boa. Do you carry all those on you all at all times? Um, just the buffer. No, he's also both committed. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> right, we really we should upgrade our boat so we can actually carry a horse on it. It's the only way I can see justifying having a horse. <laughs> I need a horse for my career. You need a horse for your career? Yeah. Why don't you just go into um mate? Right, yeah, there you go. Well, you just buy the horse when you get wherever you're going on the boat. And then it's like, I'm a captain now. Go away, you stupid horse. <laughs> <laughs> you need is like a voucher. You need like join a company of like mercenaries and you have to have a voucher. I own one horse from this company. <laughs> and you can just turn it in when you leave right? and then hand yeah. it to yeah. the <laughs> Do vouchers count don't for you, your trappings? Don't you need to? Don't you need to train on the horse? Isn't that why you need the horse? Isn't there like you need to pick a ride or something like that? You don't need to pick a ride. You don't need to own a horse to be able to pick up ride. Ride isn't for yes. You definitely need ride for that matter. You definitely need ride for captain. I could exit to something else. I could exit to knight. I'm sure that requires a horse. <laughs> Definitely requires a horse. <laughs> I could exit to judicial champion. I looked at that. You don't need a horse for that. Or duelist. Duelist, you don't need a horse. For I that. thought about judicial champion for the, judicial the Temple of Sigmar. For the Temple of Sigmar. Maybe duelist would be like the easiest thing to do. You could go on duelist. Especially if we wind up in the Border Prince's Artillia. Get right in. I think they have special swapping gunpowder too, don't they? Duelist has bonuses to all their stats. That's pretty rare. Well, Sergeant has bonuses to all their stats. Really? Yep. Oh, man. Veteran does not. Uh, are they no advanced veteran? Nope. Make <laughs> sailing rolls. Okay, hold on a second. So, uh, when, you, when you guys get to, uh, get to the, get back to the docks and, I guess, you know, when you're kind of winding down all the negotiating that you're doing on the, put you by paper or anything else? Glass. Glass. Wear. glassware and paper. Um, you see, once again, a familiar face down on the docks. It's Philippe. Oh my god. Oh wow. <laughs> awesome. And He's probably, he probably is a duelist at this point. He, he, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he sees you negotiating with, with a merchant down on the docks and he says, um, Nigel Lancaster, I remember you. Philippe! Philippe Descartes, wasn't it? Yes, uh, he, uh, the I mentioned this wide, yes. Everyone knows, even my last name. The gambler extraordinaire. Well, that's Philippe. It's good to see you. I'm glad that the chaos and triple times have not swallowed you up. I, I, that is actually why I'm here on, on, on the docks. I wish to escape from Aldorf. It is too, it is too hot here, if you know my, what I mean. 
Yes, I do. Um, we're actually headed out. If you uh, are you traveling south? We are traveling south. We are on our way to Nome, and then perhaps further. Wait, then. I certainly do not wish to go north. So <laughs> yes, those Ulrich chaps can be quite unpleasant. I had a couple of run-ins with them myself. He says, "Well, perhaps I could. Uh, you have a you have your own boat, you say?" Yes. Well, me and my friends. You know, we have a trading company. Oh, you have done much in these last uh, couple of months. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be welcome to travel with us. Wait, not what has happened with me. I have uh, mostly stayed here and, uh, and uh, played the cards. Ah, the cards, yes. Well, um, I, would, I would definitely enjoy playing some cards with you. Um, our, uh, we haven't exactly made a ton of money, but we're much better off than we were when we last parted ways, that's for sure. It's very, I mean, he, he, he names a very southern city. Um... Fildorf. We are going, probably going to Fildorf. He uh, says, uh, I would like to go to Averheim. Averheim? Well, that's unfortunately on the wrong branch of the river. According to this map, anyway. Is it different on that map? Where's it at? It's actually right on the, like, right there. It's that dot that's on half of gotcha. each side. And we're going here? We're going to Blackfire Pass. It is different on the different maps. Oh. Then, yeah. Are we going right Aberheim is on the way. It looks like it goes right through it. Yeah. This Wait, this is a road. That's a road, That's yeah. a road, not a river. No, we want the other fork of the river, right? The one that goes up that way. Yeah, that brings us closest to the pass. And there's a trail along it, or I guess that's a border. No, that's a border, yeah. We could take the Old Dwarf Road. We could even get horses in Aberheim. <laughs> Uh, we could do that too. Uh, yeah, we could do that. That might make more sense, actually. Well, that that river is probably not navigable like all the way to the end. Right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that actually would make more sense. Uh, yes, we are in fact going to Everheim. This is great coincidence. Uh, perhaps I could uh, book passage with you, say Fatwood uh, Crown. Ah, uh, certainly. Sure. Um. We don't have a lot. We, we actually are not carrying that much cargo. We don't really have any extra cabins, but uh, we have a lot of room in the, in, you know, on deck and in the cargo hold. We could probably put you up somewhere. How about you? You don't have to pay as much, but uh, how about like if there's any issue, like bandits or something, you could help uh, defend our boat. But of course, he uh, he uh, he slaps his uh, yes, I remember you were the revolver at, at his side. I had me shot with that pistol of yours. Of course, I've uh, I've practiced with it all my life. Still, it doesn't seem fair to charge you full price when you're sleeping on the floor in the cabin in the cargo hold. So, four little crowns, perhaps. Uh, I like the way you negotiate. <laughs> That's probably why we're not that great at verses. <laughs> it's as four little crowns it is. Oh, I'm going to go say bye to Alexander before I leave. Uh, he has a gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not a camera. No, it's a barrel of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he pushed off the, I, on this day. Oh, he was okay. Leave, he told you that yesterday that gotcha. he was leaving uh, this morning. Okay, then... You're not going to go say goodbye to Anastasia? No. All right. So he'll probably try to kill me. He goes into the company funds. All right, we'll push off. All right. Um, why don't you roll for the, the wind? Uh, the wind. Light winds. Is it... Oh, wait, direction. 
Oh, the eight. Thanks. Uh, no modifier. So, it's average. Are we going downriver? Or uh, we're going or against the current. God damn it. Horses. Horses are no, there are no against the currents for horses. But I'm a marine and I'm just like saying this, it's really funny. <laughs> well, clearly your marine wants to uh, you're become really a captain. More, you're, more of a, you're getting into more of a sergeant than a marine. I'm a land lover. Yeah. Land lover, yeah, that's it. Uh, sail test. You want to aid me? Does Philippe want to aid me? Ah, uh, you're aiding. With his massive agility. He, uh, he doesn't know much about sailing. I guess you give him some pointers. Sure, he'll, uh, he'll aid you. Uh, he does aid you. Uh, 61. Yeah, with two aids, yeah, success with zero degrees. So we go one mile an hour faster. So against, this is only two. I guess we go three miles an hour. Okay, so that would take you uh, 30 miles on the first day. Yeah, one metal fire is zero. Speed three. Okay, well, as you guys leave Altdorf, uh, I, like I said earlier, I was going to hand out the uh, sort of story arc experience piecemeal, because otherwise you would just never get it. So I will hand out the experience for uh, one sec. The time spent in Altdorf. Let's see Altdorf. 30 miles. Do we even, where is Altdorf? There it is. Do we make it to Castle Reitgard or Camperbad? <laughs> We're going through uh, Camperbad? You should look we at are going that. through Camperbad. Uh, yeah, Camperbad is 130 miles south. And that's the, oh, first, the first stop after the door. Yep. We're going to be sailing for a long time. Uh, Where are we going? All right, experience. Where's our ultimate destination? Uh, right so we're in the south. Aberheim, and then the, follow the road to Blackfire Pass. Wow, we're going to be on this road for like a week. Uh... Three we or four days is more likely. We better buy, like, lots of provisions. I'm hoping we can get, like, a carriage or, or a coach. Or horses. Like, did you actually narrow down his temples to one? Rent a mule. What do you mean, temples? The temples that Father Rafshan was looking at. Yeah, I'm, I think we just head straight for Blackfire Pass. It sounds to me like that's probably the starting point. That castle that they mentioned... Uh, so there's a there's a dwarven hold there yeah. that he initially went to oh, help okay. consecrate, that's, and that was meant, the name of it was mentioned. Yeah, that's oh. where we're going. Okay, it's a good start. Did I mention in my vision that it was in a dwarven hold? Yes, surrounded right. by evil. You can go now. Okay, the experience. Um, attending the festivities and playing games with the Kislevians. Oh, we definitely did that. Five per game one. That's, uh, uh, I, won my, I won my game. Yep. Arm That's wrestling. Oh, I did win. I won the first round of arm wrestling. Did you my match with the, the drinking game, yeah. Um, That's two. That's right. I bet. I bet. It's only like five experience, but I'll, I'll give you a, a, a win per round. So that would be five, five. Um... So that's ten. Okay. <laughs> I only won mine because my opponent was totally inept, if I recall. Uh, mine was epic. It took like twelve rolls to beat the first opponent. I know it was epic. Well, it was too bad I missed it. Some, someone trailing mud in here. Okay, uh, gathering rumors on the emperor's death is five per rumor to a maximum of twenty experience. Uh, I think we got. 
three. I searched once and found one. You searched once. I had them listed on the back page. I thought. Oh, well, there you go. I got two rumors. If I, I had them somewhere, there was a rumor page I started. No, that's not it. In the front menu. Huh. I must have done something with it. I don't know. I, I think I saw that. It's on a white piece of paper. Yes. It's in there. It's on one of the white sheets. No, it's it's, it's one of the... It's, yeah, just look through the white pages. Okay, that's weird. It's back oh, here. Maybe it's, there is a white page back there. Like one of lines. Is that it? Yeah, here it is. We had seven. We had seven. You had seven? Yep. Okay. Alright, so we got the full 20. So you got 20. Investigating and learning who killed the emperor. You guess? No. No. Not so much. That wouldn't really care. That would have been worth 20. I cared. Wait, didn't the emperor turn into a monster? That was his son. His son did. Alright. Yeah, actually, you guys didn't determine that. It's kind of interesting because the uh, the way that the plot kind of worked was that and I won't. I guess I won't give you the details, but it would have eventually led you to Lorinderel, which we just went straight. We went straight. <laughs> we just skipped it. You basically <laughs> skipped it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're just wet. we're just ahead of the curve. We yeah. are. <laughs> we did that part of the adventure like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Tracking Lorenderell and learning the Arch Lumen's plans. Uh, check. So that was worth 20. Um, meeting Father Roshan and accompanying him to the ceremony. That's worth 10. Defeating, in quotation marks, Wolfgang. That was worth 30. Researching the end of days, Archeon and Sigmar's final journey is 10 per information gathered to a maximum of 40. Did we get zero of that? <laughs> we certainly didn't get zero. Um, you got... Um, we got at least 20. I gave you... Um, Maybe 30. I gave you a... You got something on Archeon, and I, you got two pieces on Sigmar's final journey, so that would be 30. All right. That sounds about right. Uh, and good role-playing on this abbreviated part is 10 to 20. I'll give you guys 20. And that's it. Okay, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 14, 140. 140? Sweet. Alright, now where is my intelligence? <laughs> uh, traveling with Philippe. That sounds like a good time to pick up common knowledge of the Empire. <laughs> Yeah, it was common knowledge of the Empire, common knowledge. Common knowledge of Britonia. He knows common knowledge of the Empire, right? Uh, yeah. He spent a lot of time in the Empire. Not that you really need a trainer, you already have. You're already in the career. Alright, I spent 75 and picked that up. Okay, so on your first journey, you go 30 miles, so I make. Cocked. No. Has it even been a day? 
Yeah. Did we spend the night? Yes, you spent, you, spent, yeah. you spent the night. So could I have gotten uh, medical care that night? Twelve hours uh, rest. Yeah, yeah, you guys didn't. You didn't do anything. Right. So what does? So they have to make the test, I guess. Yeah, they make the test. I get the sick one. Uh, they make it. All right. Four much needed wounds. Are you halfway here yet? No. So your mutation probably shows its ugly face sometime <laughs> on this boat journey. <laughs> yeah, it basically starts to develop that first night, and um, there's there's kind of a like a little bulge to one side of your body, and then you kind of start to hear this gurgling sound when you wake up in the morning. Like, oh, I guess, guess I'm really hungry. Right. And um, you you kind of have your breakfast, you know, to settle your stomach a little bit. But when you eat, it actually gets louder. It's kind of like... It's like Mars bones. What's that stench? <laughs> and it's kind of like that part of your body where that bulge comes out. you complaining about that, Triax. <laughs> it kind of sweats on its own. Like, you're not hot, but, like, it's just kind of sweating right there. Like, your skin just sweats right there. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it doesn't reek, but it kind of smells sweaty. And it's kind of a little... A little old and dank and kind of weird. And that's what it's like for the for the first uh, few days. Hmm. He'd actually consider just cutting it off. Then, like, a little one would just grow up <laughs> of you, and then there'd be two of you. Uh, you don't know about that, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll ask Zed about it if Zed ever resurfaces. Ah. Uh, Sure. I mean, you could uh, you could go to a real expert if you wanted to. A mutant, basically. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, you're a mutant. I'll just go move. I'm an expert. I'll move in with. Or you could, you know, Baron von Wickenstein or Wickendorf. I'm sure. Oh, the, I'm yeah, sure the cockroach. Could. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure the Skaven have did, didn't uh, leave any witnesses. Yeah, rats eat cockroaches, don't they? Well, I don't know. If they're hungry enough. I guess rapidly. I don't think you can walk very long with endorphin with normal car approaches. No, no. Um, okay, so you guys um, uh, you see that there are a number of boats kind of heading in your your general direction uh, as you as you push off in the morning. It seems like there's definitely more traffic heading south than there is heading north. As far as like other um, kind of merchant boats, you pass a couple of patrol boats, but none of them pull you over or anything like that. And um, the rest of the the day passes uneventfully. All right, next day. So you don't go for the wind this time, right? You're just making a sail. Yeah. Right you see, you just get back more than the Twelve hours. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. If I'm you're not if you're not helping sailing the boat, then you're resting for twenty four hours. Yep, that's what I've known. Alright, uh, no modifier. Are you aiding me? You're not aiding. Uh, you're not aiding. Uh, I crushed. No, you're not aiding. Sorry. Doesn't matter, I make it with three or more degrees of success. So we have five miles an hour. <coughs> Making good time. If you say right, so. Uh, that's the second day. Let me see if there was any, uh, on this day. Ooh, that's a yes. 
get the Final Fantasy and kind of music. Woo woo woo. Yeah. Okay, as you're as you're, um, well, I think you guys hit this, hit this one earlier. Um, as you guys are traveling down a another riverboat, uh, it's kind of coming up from, uh, and they wave to you guys and and hail you. And they definitely got this one before. All right, we and, wave back. All right, they uh, they uh, they ask if you're if you're coming from Altdorf. Yes, we are. And uh, where are you coming from? Uh, they're coming from, I guess, Camperbad's the next town down. Yeah, yeah, they're coming from Camperbad, and uh, they're sailing towards Aldorf. They just they they said they said they've heard all these wild rumors, and they're just trying to see what the hell's going on in Aldorf. Uh, I'll tell them about the uh, yeah, the emperor's son was killed. The emperor's dead. The Sorry. emperor the emperor's dead. The emperor's son is dead, and there's really no. So who governs the empire? Exactly. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <That's what you're laughs> just just keep that in mind when you're entering Altdorf. It's right. a little uh, it's a little hectic right now. I, I, I warned them uh, to stay away from the followers of Ulrich. Uh, they they didn't stick then. with Sigmar. They're, they'll treat you right. Um, okay. Uh, he they they tell you that uh, well there are some rumors down in Camperbad that it's not it's not uh, clearly the the true news of, of what you've told him hasn't hit there yet. Um, and, you know, the guy's very chatty, and he, he tells you about sort of the lay of the river up ahead, and, uh, you get plus 20 to your sail tests tomorrow. Okay, I'll tell him about the lay of the river, so he also gets plus 20. Oh, sweet. Yeah, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the, the winds are playing to the southeast right over here. All right. Uh, Avoid the sandbars. So this is day three, you need to roll for the winds again, right? Yeah. Dead calm, sailing is impossible. And so the plus 20 doesn't apply. It does not. Actually, it applies the next day after that. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah, so what do I do? Do I just not write anything here, or do I just, like, put a full cross through this? Well, let's see. Where's the... So that's... Um, this is the first two days. Right. So the so the way... When you, when you roll that, it goes zero... Um, Let's see. The wind model. This is for the for the whole, or this is for that's for the whole day, right? But remember, right. with dead calm, it's only half. So I would kind of go like this. Right, wait, wait, so wait. We have an extra day. Right, that's that's for this day, right? Because we're on day three. Oh, you're on day three. So when did you roll dead calm? What day? Oh, Eleven or twelve? I should day thirteen. So day thirteen, you rolled it. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Then I would go like this. I only want to zero. Okay. Because that's light wind. All right. Then I'll just go zero zero. Yeah. I, I buy another wound on that day. Dead. Dead calm. Um, I'll play cards with Philippe. Yeah, Philippe, uh, Philippe pulls out his cards and his dice, and he uh, starts yeah, giving you guys uh, like the, his latest lessons learned and, and stuff like that. And uh, he, shows, he shows you some sleight-of-hand tricks that he knows about how to uh, like add another card in or to slip the card to the side and then add it into your hand later and things like that. Oh, oh great. Sweet. Can I, like... Is that a skill? I oh, just know he's a chitin bastard. Is sleight of hand an advanced skill? Or is that a talent or something? Uh, that's a good question. 
Or is that do I get like a bonus on gambling? I mean, anybody <laughs> could try to do that stuff, but is it like an agility test or an intelligence or something. That would be against agility for sure. Dodging blows and cheating cards. He says, sometimes when, sometimes when your luck is not so good, you have to make your own luck. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yes, there is sleight of hand. It's an advanced skill. Palm objects, pickpockets, or perform tricks with small items like coins and cards. Yeah. Nice. I guess yeah. Philly probably has that skill. Yes, he has that skill. He could train us. <laughs> he could. In fact, he is. You want to pick up Is he a charlatan? Um, <laughs> he's got to be a duelist. Come on. Especially because he has a pistol. I yes. think he's a he's a he's a gambler, ex-soldier who's picked up sleight of hand out of career. Okay, not a charlatan. What's his advanced career? He's probably has leveled up a few times you know, since we last saw him. Actually, yeah, he's a. Uh, because he he was an officer in the in the military in Bretonia, if you remember his oh, back, so if like you remember if you remember his backstory, yeah, oh. he's like ex sergeant. So he's probably a veteran or something. Oh, an ex sergeant. Oh, he's probably the same. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, day four. Uh, okay. Direction. Wind direction. Side wind, no modifier. So I got the plus twenty. So do you want to aid me? Feel like you aid me. No, you are not aided. In fact, I'm really not paying attention. I'm practicing with slight okay. hand I don't need the aid. I got the <laughs> kind aid. of failing at them. Uh, we, we go five, uh, he aids you. Yeah, we go 50 miles an hour. Or we go 50 miles. So we've gone 130 miles. Does that get us to... That camp? gets us to camper bed. All right. Camper bed. All right. Only took us four days. I'll have to see if anything happens to you guys on the way. Uh, yeah. Something like rolling. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I'm rolling like <laughs> below 10 a lot. Um. Come on, gypsies. You, you always use more damage items. <laughs> <laughs> the gypsies have a decent range on here. Like, finding them is not that hard. But, uh, but no. uh, probably be the pirates and we'll just, And I like, can actually afford it now. <laughs> it, oh, no, it'll be the guys in the rowboat with all the oil. And we'll just, like, light their oil. On <laughs> the swamp pirates. Those guys, that's got to be the worst death in the war. <laughs> the way they died. It was so terrible. Burning, drowning, and being eaten all at the same time. Exactly. pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's <laughs> um, so what they get for going up against Nigel the Slayer. You find a dead body floating <clears throat> in the river. It has Ew. arrows sticking out of its back. Well, we might as well rob them. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, Don't go fishing the dead out of the river. Is it silver? Maybe we just should dive in the river. And it's look for Bor- magic it's Boromir. <laughs> yeah. It's in a, uh, I was thinking of a silver. Yeah, you're right. Uh, A dead body with arrows sticking out of his back. Is he wearing nice clothes? Mm, Very common clothes. Alright, he probably doesn't have any money on him. I'm just gonna make sure he doesn't touch my hole. Alright, kinda like fend him off of the oar a little bit. Right. Keep him him from running into the side of the boat. Yeah. Okay, you're you're able to to keep it from hitting the side of the boat. Uh, You start to sail on. I'll just be below decks. Through this river, I give a look. Uh, you, you start to sail on, and you turn a you turn a bend in the river, and you see an empty rowboat that's uh, 
that's floating. It has no oars in it. Is it just a drift? Yeah, it's just a drift. Oh. We already have a rowboat, though. Is it, is it nicer? Is it a good quality <laughs> rowboat? Um, <laughs> it's best quality rowboat. As I recall, your rowboat's pretty decent. I'm trying to remember. Um, let's see how the quality of this rowboat is. It's a very average rowboat. Probably a little worse than yours. The owner. It's probably worth a fair amount of money. We can't take it with us. We could tow it. Screw that. It's not worth anything. It's a rowboat. Do you remember, you, you remember how much our rowboat cost? It was like 30 or 40 gold. No way. You better look that up. I don't think a rowboat's 30 gold gold. There's no way. It's like wood. It's book. like you can build a rowboat. Wait, let me see it. Well, you can build a raft anyways. I think your rowboat was over 20 gold. Like 20 or more. Well, we are close to Camper Bad. I guess, we could, I guess we could tow it to Camper Bad and sell it. I think we should. It's probably, yeah. It's worth, it's probably worth as much as the glassware we're carrying. And then we can buy more glassware at Camper Bed. Alright, get Weird Willy to like tie up the rowboat to the end of the dock. Alright, are you ready for Watch this? Watch out, Weird Willy can't swim. comma, rowing, cost 90 gold crowns. I'm definitely towing it. This is like that's like something you never buy and you just what? like hope to How find. How did you guys it. get your rowboat? We uh, we had we, we we those guys that attacked us had like this huge rowboat and we towed it to oh, right, uh, right. town and we were like, all right, we want to trade this huge kind of crappy rowboat for a regular size kind of better quality rowboat. Right, right. And I remember that. We now. rolled up some sort of incredible roll, and the guy's like, yes, you find a guy who has a regular rowboat who wants to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we like, just like, there was like a number like under 10 that right, got rolled. Uh, right. And we just traded it straight across. Jesus. I remember, I remember that. Now. Wait, rowboats are worth more than like horses? <laughs> uh, mounts. Uh, riding horse, 80 gold crowns. Yes. <laughs> makes no sense. Alright, we're towing this rowboat. I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, like, a good rowboat is not something that's easy to make. I mean, like, you know, I'm not, it's not like a raft that's slapped together or something. But you gotta think of, like, supply and demand. I mean, there's gotta be a much greater demand for horses for, like, There's a much greater supply too. Yeah. Yeah, like, boat builders are, like, horses have babies. Common. You have to build a rowboat. <laughs> Alright, we tow, we tow the rowboat to camper bag. Okay, uh, the rowboat's full of fishing gear. In fact, uh, there's even some fish on board. Uh, we'll take the fishing gear. Hell, we'll, uh -oh, we'll even take the fish. The party inventory. Fishing gear. I guess since we own a boat, we might want to fish at some point. <laughs> uh, we probably want to fish every day. Every time there's a dead calm, anyway. Might as well. No, we might as well fish while we're on the, I mean, like, freaking tracks and just sit on the edge of the boat and fish, even when we're going downstream or upstream. What would that be? I don't know what skill that would be. Uh, look up fishermen. Outdoor survival? I think it's, it might be, like, trade fishermen or something. <laughs> Outdoor survival makes kind of sense. Dead silence. Fisherman. Yeah, it's outdoor survival. He doesn't have anything else to come even close. So what's outdoor survival? Intelligence. A, oh, that's it's a, a basic skill. That's a basic skill. Yeah. Okay. I take it nobody has a their box filled in there. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, you can try it without that. Maybe Philippe does. 
Mm, Probably not, though. No. Uh, well, I'm currently sailing the boat. Yeah, so it would be up to Triax. So it would be up to Triax if he wants to fish. Um, as long as it's not strenuous and he can keep healing. Can we, I'm not gonna, wait. That depends on what you catch. <laughs> yeah, you don't catch anything. It's not what if this fish was poisoned after the owner was, like, shot to death with arrows? Maybe he, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's theoretically off you make sure to... That would be quite the ploy. <laughs> it's a perfect cover, you know? <laughs> Stab yourself full of arrows. Why did Joseph Stalin? Like, and I don't think even he was that paranoid. <laughs> All right. Um, how fresh was the fish? You know, it looks like it uh, almost probably caught the same day. How fresh was the corpse? Probably you didn't pull it out. So yeah. Know. So there's just like savages in the. Jungles. Savages. And that's jungles. why we're on a boat instead of riding through the woods. Yeah, sure helped him. <laughs> well, he was on a fishing boat. Cause... Yeah, he, yeah, that's different. Alright. Alright, we take all his stuff because he's not going to need it anymore. Alright, you guys have some fishing gear. We'll cook up some fish tonight. And his fish. <laughs> Does he have like a and lot of fish? Or no, his... she just has like one nice sized fish. I guess we'll, we'll eat it. Okay. It's poison. I'll try it. <laughs> that's, that's why Axe was eating it. <laughs> You're all dead. <laughs> you fell into the ship. He opened it and had poison fish trap. I can't believe you guys saw that. I don't know what caught it, but you guys were looking for it. You'll only take me seriously next time. You know, he tried. He, he was he was worried about you know going into the cellar with the cultists, and you know now he's worried about the thing. <laughs> all right, it all hangs together. All right. Um, well, I'm the most paranoid so that person was, you know now. <laughs> that was day five. The uh, that was day four because we made two, it to camp event that day. Four. That was the end of day four. All yeah. right. Can we sell this rowing boat in camp event? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um. I'll sell it to like the, the merchants. Uh, I'll gossip to find the best merchant. Go for it. Or I, ma- I make it. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, you find a merchant who who uh, he says, "Ah, oh, hi, you got a you got a robot for sale? I, I I see." Yes, we do. It's of the finest quality. It's actually kind of beat up. Um, oh, is our it's, like is like our boat. it's an old fishing boat. It was of the finest quality. It's some little wear and tear, but it's still in. Pretty good condition. It's perfectly serviceable. Where'd you get it from? Uh, we had it with us. Uh, my dear old aunt died, and it was hers. I like try and keep a straight face with my hands. Your aunt was quite <laughs> Oh, fishing is in my blood. <laughs> Just the bad word, chain armor. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see my fishing gear? Unfortunately, I, I have even more gold Let's in my say, blood. <laughs> Let's just say the former owner won't be inquiring about it. Uh, he says, well, I suppose I could take it off your hands for uh, 25 crowns. Uh, make it 40 and it's yours. Mm, okay. oh, four degrees of success. He, he uh... He explains how uh, there's there's really uh, that like fishing is kind of then going down, and that uh, 
there's just just not much demand for fishing boats these days. He 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 cites all of these figures about how um, there's just really no one looking for for uh, fishing boats except for him. You just you got so lucky to find him. And, uh, <laughs> he also points out every flaw that he that he can find and shows why the boat's barely seaworthy. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, and after all that, he says, "Ah, uh, twenty-eight. Fine." Alright. That's what I get for the I'm four. Putting that in the company. Yeah. Ill gotten names are all go to the company, it seems. Uh, alright, now roll a D10. We can afford more glassware. Nine. Nine. Okay, uh, how big is Cancer Bed? So we need one. Okay, roll a D10. Five. Alright. Okay, uh, so three more crates. Oh, you guys are going glass. That's like the slightly dangerous. Uh, yeah, well, we tapped paper at one crate, so we have to look elsewhere for our cargo now. Yeah, well, it's uh, not as dangerous as oil, such as life. It's also not as useful as oil. Although, you know what? We're going to be passing right by uh, that shop. That I asked that asked me to get some specific glassware. Uh, that was in um, Grissomwald. In Grissomwald, yes. Uh, he wanted uh, he wanted perfume bottles. Right. <laughs> I tried to find some perfume bottles for him in the in the glassware. Yes. Yeah, there's per- it's like it's a mix right, of all I, different I, I, I specifically go get the perfume bottles that he wanted. Uh, okay. Yeah, he kind of told you the, like the size that he prefers right, and, and right. the style that he prefers, and you find a few of those. All right, so I get those. Is he going to pay top dollar for them? Uh, all right, make a haggle test, a post haggle test. You made the gossip check. I haven't made any gossip. Oh, make a gossip check. Okay, make it. All right, you get plus twenty on the post haggle test. All right. One degree of failure. One zero degrees of success. Okay, so you win. You get a good price on the glassware. That same merchant doesn't seem to know quite as much about uh, glassware as he did about fishing boats. Oh, it's the same merchant? Yeah. It's the same price. Alright, so... We can get two more crates. Keep in mind, uh, I guess Philippe probably doesn't take... Yeah, Philippe probably takes up, like, a spot for cargo. We have tons of space for cargo. Oh, okay. Unless we start, like... We can start mass. buying lumber. Yeah, if we start hauling lumber or grain. Uh, actually, that's right. If we're going to Grissomwald, they really like timber, but we can't buy it anywhere. Camper Band doesn't sell it. At what point should we, like, upgrade our ship to, like, a bigger ship? Uh, uh, so we're kind of after this adventure. We're kind of campaign. All right. Uh, so we sold the robot. We bought glassware. We spend the night, I knock off a docking and trading fee. Philippe seems to know the, the best place to gamble in this town. I'm going to buy, like, five more days of rations. I'm going to wait until we get to our destination. I only have five that. left, so there might, I might not have enough to make it to the next destination. He says, uh, hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? I know a gambling establishment in Camp Albert. It is... Uh, it is, uh, hmm. Don't say any more. I'm, I'm there. Alright. It, uh, it is not just an inn, you know. This is actual gambling establishment. Uh, I, I'd like to come too, if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
You don't, you don't, sir. I would recommend a little bit of perfume before you come. What do you say? Um, I got my... I, you, you have a little bit of that dwarven odor, you know? When we give the Griffinwald try, I so I know just the man. That dwarven odor is great. That is so funny. It all comes back to the perfume guy at Griffinwald. You track down the Telka through. <laughs> that dwarven scent is manly. It's not that stinky. You know, I, I I agree with you. I haven't said anything about it in a while because I'm trying to be diplomatic, but it seems to be getting worse lately. Yes, it's. <laughs> you spend too much time in your decks. You will stay up on top where the wind blows. Ah. And uh, it seems that you are hungry, sir. You should uh, settle your stomach with some good food. Ah, uh, of course, of course. I assume this establishment of yours has food as well. Actually, they do not. We should eat first. Uh, uh, I guess yes. we got some How much for fish? food? No, we don't have fish. We had fish. We already ate it. Didn't All right. We? Yeah, we did. Unless you caught more, which you didn't have time to. So no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, we'll go get some food at an inn. Okay. Um, probably, yeah. Probably they're, get a room as well. I guess. They're uh, they're serving up fish, much much like. Uh, the type that you bought. Is it better? I mean, that, that you found. <laughs> that we found. Alright, how much is it? Uh, room at an inn is eight shillings. Per I room. guess... Philippe purchases his own room. Yeah, you're probably purchasing your own room there. Yeah, <laughs> well, the two of us have traditionally share Yeah, no, the two of us will share a room. Fine, I purchase a room. Alright, it's, it's four shillings for yeah. you. Zed sleeps on the boat because he's poor. If he's even there. Uh, yeah, he's there. Uh, Alright, we go to the gambling hall. Okay. Um, I want to try and bet on Philippe. <laughs> oh, like a side bet? You want to back him? Yeah, I want to. I yeah, I, I ask Philippe if he's interested in me backing him. He says, Really? I have not considered this. You see. I play at, at this gambling hall. I can only afford the uh, the low and the middle stakes. But uh, I don't know how much money are you thinking? Oh, uh, for a man like you, Philippe, I think I could risk as much as maybe twenty, twenty-five crowns. Hmm, this is an interesting proposition. Uh, he says, yes, well, with an uh, extra twenty crowns, I could play at the uh, at the expensive tables. Um, excellent, and, um, uh, what kind of, uh, return could I expect for my stake? Well, uh, well, um, I would be gambling with, uh, 20 of my crowns and 20 of yours, and, uh, uh any profits we split 50 to This sounds fair to me. Uh, you got yourself a deal. But I if I lose all 40 crowns, then we are just bought out the money. Yeah, that's fine. I understand, you know, gambling's a risky business, but with you, Philippe, I am confident. <laughs> Do you want to back me as well? I just raised my intelligence. <laughs> uh, I saw the way you were fumbling at those sleight of hand tricks, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll play the smaller six tickles. It's probably for the best, so I don't want to gamble against Philippe. <laughs> um, Alright, well, uh... So the uh, so you, so you guys you guys get to this 
establishment, and uh, it's it's basically a large house that's pretty well kept. And the the center room, you know, kind of looks like maybe it used to be a residence, but they've turned the sort of entryway and central living spaces into uh, a gambling den, basically. And there's uh, there's a couple of guards at the front door who kind of look you up and down as you come in. Um, you're I'm asking. Sure I've worn my nice clothes. This. Uh, you know, probably. Yeah. All right. I can. I can do that. Um, you're asked to leave any like large, obvious weapons by the door. This two-handed uh, spike flail down. is for my walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> it's my walking two-handed spike flail. Yeah, you know the two-handed spike flail. That would be a kind of hard thing to use indoors. Like if you were just like trying to attack somebody <laughs> with it, you're like inside a house. You're like, <laughs> Come on, did you see like uh, like. Go go use it, you know, kill bill. Uh, is that is that in kill bill? I don't know. The flail, yeah. It was indoors. It was in a bar. It was a pretty big room, though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, the, the smaller six games are like one to five crowns per game. That's pretty a lot. Okay, I'll bet two crowns. And go from there. Okay, so you find like a two crown game. Yeah. Uh, two okay. crown, four crown. Two, two, four. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> um, eighteen bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't last very long. Um, okay. Well, do you want to play dice or do you want to play cards? Cards. Okay. So, uh, all right. Are any of you going to play at, at his table? No, I'm going to watch the lead. No. <laughs> playing at the one crown dice game. <laughs> one crown dice game. Yep. Okay. Uh, it's. It's not going right now. Like, there's some people kind of, uh... <laughs> you could go into the back alley with the scum back there if you want to play <laughs> the, 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 He, uh, he, he says, uh, the guy, the, one of the guys says, uh, well, if, if you're looking for a low-stakes game, you should play that, uh, there's a, there's a two-crown card game right over there. Points over to I'm like, Points over to where Brutus is sitting. Uh, alright, I guess we're a spectator. Alright. Um, okay. God, I feel like Scum sitting here. Jeez. So, the, if, if, so there's, uh, you have, uh, three opponents, and, uh, if you remember this game, it's, you, um, you roll a d100, you add half your intelligence, unless you have gamble, then you can add your whole intelligence. Okay. Uh, if you like your number, then you stay in. If you right. don't like it, you pull half your bet back. Okay. If you pulled your half your bet back, but you actually won, then you have to pay everybody. Okay. That's how the game works. Alright. So, I feel like hide it from you then. You know, actually, I am going to gamble with them too. You're going to be yeah, I'm gonna jump in. Two of the four? Oh, <laughs> you want to join us? That's a five person game then. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll join that one. See, so I deducted the 20, I went to the leap. So gamble. Um, and this is a two gold crown card it's game? Two gold crowns. The game itself takes a little while to play. It's about a 15, 20 minute game. Okay. Um, and let me, I'm going to kind of roll this to generally see what types of people you're up against. Um, I really haven't, not very much use for gold. <laughs> I have a bunch of it, so why not? <laughs> Turn it into more useful! Um, they're all like almost identical, like they could be brothers or something like that. Uh, and as you as you sit down and start talking with them, they're they're all workers on on the same boat, and they're uh, they they I guess workers. They're like um, do they speak with an accent? 
Uh, no, they're from the Empire, and they they are like I guess they're like um, Marines, basically. They're they're oh. soldiers, and they and they've kind of finished a long stay, and they have a lot of money, and they like to gamble at all their various ports of calling, so they you know they're pretty experienced at it. I can somehow empathize since I'm exactly like that. Yeah, in fact, it's, in fact, Nigel, it feels like you're up against four very similar people. <laughs> you were giving me plus ten for supernumerate, right? Yes. I'll talk about tradecraft with them, and maybe we know some of the same people. Oh, before before this game starts, I want to try and surreptitiously cast Borden. Ooh, okay. Kind of like while you're standing in the back or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not very surreptitious if you keep failing. <laughs> Could go in the back and all right. take two a while. It takes me two I would, tries. I would, I would like to see uh, like some weird Zeech's curse happen and like get yeah, that thrown, thrown out of here. That would be interesting. All right, I succeed after two tries. Uh, okay. Um, see if anybody notices what you're doing back there. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. We see, we see you types casting portent all the time. <laughs> Don't you see the wall? No portent. <laughs> Rule number twenty-seven. Um, one of the people at like one of the tables that's like kind of more near, more near. You kind of looks over, but doesn't seem to understand what you're doing. But one person did take note of you. All right, whatever. I ignore him. Okay. Whatever, lightning bolt. All the chips go flying all over the place, all the cards. Just like pick up. That's like the ultimate, like, mage gets frustrated at gambling. <laughs> I think, like, soul fire is the ultimate frustration. Yeah. Okay, so let the, let the gambling begin. So it's adding and Intelligence. I'll kind of write it down. You can kind of. 19, so I'm adding 29. How does that compare to what you're adding? I'm adding 36. So basically, the way the way the way that you signify whether you're in or out is you take you take one of your coins and you flip it. One direction is in, and one direction is out, and you put your hand over it. So that's how people signify that. But people kind of make little comments to try to get under each other's skin about which way they're going. Mm. And uh, that's a pretty good roll. Uh, uh, I guess Alan's is what went back. What guy has like totally no poker face at all? He says, "Ah, this is terrible. Yeah, this is this all yours." The other two kind of keep mum about what they're doing. All right, I stay in. I pull out. Okay. Uh, what? I, I, I get a glimpse at a uh, Nigel's hand. There's like, <laughs> no, I think about it. He's like, what are the Nigel's holding his cards? Only, only one of them stayed in. Uh, the one who said he wasn't, in fact, did not. And the one who stayed in had a 91. I have a 101. Okay, you win. Uh, yes. And I was like, I pulled I pull back my 98. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> what, did, what did you have? I had a 98. You, you stayed in, right? Well, no, because no, no. you saw I, I'm thinking at his cards. <laughs> he saw what I rolled. Oh. I'll like, roll back here from now on. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, so, you, you catch him kind of peek. Actually, make a perception test to see if you noticed. Uh, 
no. <laughs> you didn't notice, but uh, you saw his cards. Alright, so... I make perception test and see what he rolled. This game's no. too fun. I'm, I'm joining the <laughs> Alright, okay. so... So, I win... I win one gold crown one, and the three two, people who fell out four, and two from the... Right. So, so I win. One person stayed in. So you, so you want... There was there's so five people in total, so you got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so I got five. So now it's a six-player game. I gotta teach you gamble. <laughs> <laughs> if I had gamble, I'd be such a ridiculous you gambler. Oh yeah, you're, you don't have gamble, but you're still decent. Yeah. I'd be adding four. You do have gamble? Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, dude. I was looking at the wrong number for my intelligence. I'm actually adding... 24? Uh, 24 plus 10, 34. Oh. If I, was, if I had gamble, I'd be adding 58, and I have two rerolls. Whoa! <laughs> dude! <laughs> it would be like the most ridiculous gamble. Celestial Vages shoot gamblers. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's like the perfect combination. And that's after I roll a three on intelligence, too. Whoa. <coughs> Alright, so I'm adding three. They, they all, they all kind of complain about their hands, and the one guy who had a, a decent hand even complains after he sees what you had. So I should, like, mark that I, what I rolled. I'm not cheating, but I definitely rolled this number. Mm. The uh, the same guy the, the the guy who stayed in last time he kind of looks over at you and tries tries to uh, um, gauge your reaction as as the card game goes along. Uh, make a I'm gonna make 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 a fellowship. I guess it's gonna be against your fellowship. Can't should think of a better stat. Should I use different dice? I'll use different dice. So yeah, it'll be roll. against his perception. It'll be opposed. He has three degrees of failure. Alright, this is the tenth die. Uh, what was I rolling? Fellowship? I get your fellowship. I right, fail with zero degrees. Okay, he can't get a read on you. Uh, he says, I don't know what you got there, sir. I'm going to stay in and find out. Alright. I'm staying in. I'm staying in. Alright, he has a 93. I'm falling out. Okay. I have like one. I have 100 and... 30. 30? I rolled a 94. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Did they stop playing? <laughs> oh, by the way, if you have the gamble skill, you're allowed to throw the game. You can't throw the game if you don't have gamble. So you can artificially lower your number anytime you want. What do you mean? Uh, so let's say you've got like 140, but you wanted them to keep playing with you. Sorry. You could say... 128. Like, you can oh, artificially gotcha. lower your score if you have gamble. 128. Uh, Okay, uh, you, you you crush. You win. Alright, how many people stayed in? Me. I think I'm the only one. You, the guy, face. So two people stayed in, that's four plus one, two, three, one, two, three more. So you want so seven. So is there like, what's the order of who declares whether they're staying or not? Everyone does it at the same time, it's hidden. Oh. I guess I should just know that. How am I? How are we supposed so to be marking whether stay. we're staying in or not? You should like take a die and put it like on one if you're staying in, and two if you're going out. Okay. So you do three, five, seven style. Okay. Are we doing round three? All, all right. right. So you guys have been playing a while. Uh, one of them gets up to leave. That guy who like lost all his money, <laughs> he gets up and leaves. So there's just two of them. I'm gonna be ready to graduate to a higher stakes table here in a second. <laughs> I've already won back most of the money I lent to police. <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> All right. 
All right, so one is stay in and two is leave? Yep. Um, oh, wait. If you want to try to get a read on somebody, too, you can you can try. I'm not going to try to get a read on anybody. I'll definitely try to get a read on someone. All right. On one of them or on... Uh, yeah, on, <laughs> yeah, on me? On you you, you can only try one person. It's just like a lot of concentration. All right. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Make a, make a perception test. Uh, yeah. I need, I need degrees. Uh, you better perception, have degrees. 30 to 56. I rolled a 47. No. Zero degrees. <laughs> Alright, I crushed. crushed. I crushed my fellowship test. Alright, he gives away absolutely nothing. <laughs> Alright, I rolled that. Alright. Um. Alright, uh, one, one, one of the, uh, one of the Marines kind of gives you guys a funny look. He says, ah, I hate it when, uh, when I'm on the margin. <laughs> he says, my luck is bound to turn, and he, uh, are you, you? Is everyone ready? Yeah. He reveals that he stayed in. I'm staying in. I'm, I'm out. Definitely out. Oh, okay. If I don't win with this, I not. I just give up. <laughs> I have like. Uh, I rolled a zero seven. He has a ninety eight. I have a hundred. Beat that. I have a hundred twenty three. All right. But actually, I have a. I have a ninety nine. <laughs> Wait. Can I, you can say you can lower your gamble. Yeah. So I can say I just barely beat him. Uh, yeah. You, you want to make it look like you. You so. Yeah, so you, you kind of lower your hand. You have to do that while you're playing. Oh. Oh, oh you can't I, do it after you reveal it. Right, right. You can't do oh. it after he reveals it. No. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, why would you ever do that? Just If you want to throw the game. If you want oh, to throw the game. You're throwing the game, especially if you want to try to lose a couple times to keep them playing with you. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm not spending a reroll on this because I just won the last two rounds. Good point. Yeah, 123. <laughs> okay. Uh, he had a 98. So All right. So I go back down one. I would just like fold every ninety-eight that I see at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, yeah. So, he's, yeah, he's it's, it's like in the game poker. It's like, oh, you have like aces full of twos. That's yeah. too bad. That's a terrible hand. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 na- he names his hand uh, and it has a special name in this game. So apparently, this hand is no good here. <laughs> uh, so I got two from him, one from his friends, and two, one from each of you. Yep. So I'm gonna five. have to get creative to build a to build that six, right? I got two, three, four, five. Five. One okay. guy left. Right. Alright, I'll play one more time, but this is like, this game's too tough. Nigel makes it too tough. (laughs) We're gambling. Alright, wow. Uh, you guys got it figured out? Anybody yeah. Anybody trying to get a read on me? No. Well, I got a read on the one guy. He went. <laughs> Look at this hand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What one one guy? <laughs> won't you all make make a perception test? Make it. I'll just say. It. All right, one guy's eyes went really wide when he got his last card. <laughs> okay. All right. I Decisions. Out. I pull out. I pull out. I stay in. One thirty-eight. He rolled one hundred. <laughs> wow! Did I even? I, I don't. I can't beat that. You can't. My I, I can't is, beat that. Mine's my max is one thirty-four. Wow, mine's one thirty-six. <laughs> All right, I actually got a one thirty. 
Wow. <laughs> he would start to pat you on the back. Daddy jackpot! Daddy jackpot! Anyone, anyone, come on! This is like, that is the best. This is like quads over Ace's full here. Yeah. Like a couple people who are, who are just kind of observing, like start to gather around the table and eventually out your cards and they just start scratching their heads. And uh, he starts to just laugh maniacally as he gathers up your gold pieces. Uh, I think it down too. Alright. Uh, I mean, the, the game the game kind of breaks up after that. You guys have been gambling for an hour and uh okay. yeah, Philippe, want... Philippe comes back over and I'm just gonna give one roll to Philippe to see how well he generally did. The deck roll. Uh he did very average. He uh, returns your twenty crowns. Uh, sorry, uh, the gamble is uh, quite good. Uh but uh, eh, I uh, held my own. Better ah, time. That's okay, Philippe. We'll try again in uh we'll try again in Nome. And uh, I, I actually did pretty well. I might be ready to move up to a higher stage. Ah, you should join. It is, uh, it is a great skill over there, I tell you. How did you do? Did you win? No, I'm down three crowns. I'm down one crown. Or, uh, no, I won one crown. I was up nine. Very nice. Uh, okay, that's all camper bad, right? All right. Um, as you guys leave, they, uh, they ask for five shillings. That's uh to play there. Yeah, that's for that. As we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, shine. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> they have your weapons, by the way. <laughs> uh, they did not take the sword of, of Siegfried. It said large weapons. Oh. Wait. Yeah, for a dwarf, a large weapon is anything that's bigger than you. If it's smaller than you, it's by definition. Okay, they take one look at the sword of Siegfried and they're like, okay, that's allowed. That's the best sword we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's got like. Precious metals and gemstones on it. Uh, Alright, sailing next day. Uh, yeah, actually, let's. Getting late. Why don't we, why don't we wrap it after the uh, raucous night of the island? Very well.